Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. We're live, live, live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sunday SE Sunday Showcase here on Southern Sports Central. I am your host. I am the professor. Let's see what we got going on here. I think the music might have been playing at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, how you doing? Hey, he's the professor. Here we're now within the lab, live, 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 within the lab here on Southern Sports Central, brought to you by Voice Sports. I am the Voice Sports reporter here in Charleston, South Carolina. If you have anything you want to add in, call in and talk about, we will, we will be here for the next three hours. Hopefully we have enough time to fill. We will be here for the next three hours. You can call 323-784-9681. Again, that's 323-784-9681. have a few things to go over today, a few topics, uh, questions, comments, concerns are always welcome. You know how we do. It's a wide open forum. We'll go over some of the youth football. That's what I'm here for. And that's what I really look forward to the youth football of Charleston, South Carolina, and see what's going on around town. Uh, Charleston mainly, but we do keep up with the upstate. A lot of, lot of uh, great teams I was able to come across in my travels and starting as a. Um, announcer and slash reporter um, during the Sunday showcases themselves up in St. Matthews and in Columbia. We were greatly, greatly, greatly welcomed with Moot Keenan and uh, were able to get with a lot of good people uh, amongst our travels, good coaches, good teams, young gentlemen who just really loved the passion of the game, the thrill and the passion of the game. Uh, they were really into it. So that's one of the things, a little bit about me and how it all started. Um, as we move along, we'll give you some scores again, the highlights, the standings, the S-C-U-Y-S standings of South Carolina will be coming through, 8U, 10U, and 12U. We, uh, we do note that there is 6U out there. Um, and 6U is actually just a treat to watch and watch those young men run up and down the field as much as there is flag. Um, but it just does not get the coverage that I, that I think it maybe deserves. Um, so with that being said, I know that there is a few talks going on around the area about bringing 6U uh, down here to Charleston in this area and having it with the um, SCYFA and see how that actually works out in a whole. Um, it should be interesting. I actually find it refreshing. Uh, game of the week, highs and lows. The bonus game this weekend was actually Woodland versus Somerville, which played at the same field. All The game of the week was played at Danny Jones, and Woodland and Somerville were played at Danny Jones this week. Um, actually very interesting, very interesting. A lot of football in one place, in one house, 
Um, you almost couldn't get enough. Me for pretty much a, not really a long day, but an exciting day. If you are a football fan and you have not experienced football, then most definitely that was a place that you wanted to be because you did not have to move and you could have just been in one spot the whole day and caught some great, great, great youth football going on. All right, so, hey, as we move on down the road, let's go. Uh, let's do the scores first. All right, let's do the scores first. Moving on down in SCYFA, Woodland versus Somerville. 8U, Woodland takes it 38 to nothing. 10U, Woodland takes it 18 to nothing. And 12U, Woodland takes over Somerville 14 to 6. Moving on down to down the street, round the corner to the Fort Dorchester Patriots that were hosting the Cane Bay Cobras this weekend. The 8U of Fort Dorchester takes the Cobras 28-8. to 10U takes over the Cobras 16-8. to And the 12U pretty much looks like from the score almost dominate the 12U. Fort Dorchester Patriots take over 38-6. to Moving on down the street and a little bit further down the corner, the Low Country Golden Knights versus the Lanson Squires. The 8U and 12U are the only two to play. Uh, rumor has it that possibly, we don't know for sure, so we don't want to put that out there. Let's just say this, that the 8U and the 12U plays, the 8U plays uh, beating the Lanson Squires 47 to nothing. The 12U Low Country Golden Knights beating the Lads and Squires 62 to nothing. That's right. We will come back to the Raiders and the Swamp Fox, which were the game of the week, but we're going to slide on over down to the Bowman and West Ashley Kings game. That's right. The 8U West Ashley Kings takes over the Bowman Seminoles 14 to nothing. The 10U. 32 to nothing. West Ashley Kings wins that one. And the 12U just happens to match up with the same number. West Ashley Kings over the Bowman Seminoles. 12U, 32 to nothing. Moving on up to the upstate. Let's talk about some of our friends up there. Gotta love them. Always, always, always. Loving the upstate. They do have ballers up there, too. South Carolina altogether has ballers all around. Upstate Elite versus the Spartanburg Titans. 10U takes over 35 to 6. The Upstate Elite taking that one. The 6U, New Era Hurricanes. Always great to hear from them. I tell you, that 6U is something about them. The New Era Hurricanes beats the Sumter Spartans 48 to 0. Woo, what a game, what a game, what a game. And always, our friends up in North Carolina with a shout-out and bringing out the scores to us. We always got to appreciate it. The NC Giants. That's right, the NC Giants. You've probably heard of them because you should have seen them in a couple of showcases out here uh, in South Carolina, but St. Matthews to be specific. That's where I met them. Take on the McAdenville Dolphins. Excuse me, the McAdenville Dolphins. NC Giants against McAdenville Dolphins. Let's start with the 6U. The 6U Giants take over 20-6 to six over the Dolphins. The 7U take the uh, Dolphins 12-7. to seven. The 8U take the Dolphins 8-0. to zero. And the 12U take it 14-0. to zero. Pretty much 
almost a clean sweep by the NC Giants. Way to go, NC Giants. Moving on down to the Upstate Titans versus the Electric City Chargers. That's right, the Electric City Chargers versus the Upstate Titans. Let's move on down the road. Upstate Titans take it to the six year. Take it 21 to 15. They take that. The 8U falls short at 0 to 20. Electric City Tigers, Chargers, excuse me, Chargers taking that one. The 10U come back and take it 26 to 0, Upstate Titans. And 12U, 33 to 0, Upstate Titans take over on that one. Ah, just got this in. Trinity Elite. Cannot forget about those guys. Such a pleasure to see and watch. 8U. 8U wins 12 to 6. Not sure about who they played. We'll catch on that and come back to it in a moment. But we know Trinity Elite takes it 12 to 6. We're going to go. And now we move on. Ooh. We move on. Oh, got one more. Columbia. Columbia Knights. 8U. Definitely can't forget about them. Always giving them a shout out because they're always showing love. 8U. 8U. Wins 46-0 over the War Eagles. Over the War Eagles. And you know it's that check-in time, ladies and gentlemen. You're more than welcome to call in. Don't forget the number is 323-784-9681. That's 323-784-9681. Any questions, comments, or concerns? And moving on down the road, we're talking now about this last game, the game of the week, the last game on my piece of paper, that is, is the NC Raiders. The NC Raiders host the Somerville Swamp Fox, and oh my goodness, what a set of games that was to be played. First, let's go down the road. Let's talk about the 8U. The 8U NC Raiders handled business over the Swamp Fox, 38 to nothing. Uh, at first, the game started off okay. It really didn't start off too bad. The NC Raiders, I don't want to say dominated the game, but I want to say kind of pretty much ran the simple, basic plays and did what they had to do. And just the speed is probably what got the Swamp Fox. Swamp Fox is not a bad team at all. I am a fan of them. I have seen them play. Remember just last week, right, they had game of the week, and they handled business all up and down the field. Um Time is always of an issue. You always have that one thing that will just kind of beat you down. But um, I really don't see the Swamp Fox holding their head low too much. I think they can come back and take it out on their opponents next week. 10U, 10U. Well, I'm sorry, let's go to the 12U first, and then we'll talk about that 10U. 12U comes in and takes it 42 to nothing. NC Raiders take over. 10U, what a game, what a game, what a game. I think, oh, hold on, folks. I think that might be my cousin trying to call in. That might be, let me see who we got here. Uh, hello, sir, how you doing? Caller, go ahead. Hello, hello? Uh, oh, man, hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Let, let, me, let, me, let me introduce you to you, ladies and gentlemen. This, this, is, my, this is my cousin. This is Geechee Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Geechee Jones to the field. You you were supposed to be there last night to help with the equipment, Geechee. What, what what happened, man? No, no, man. Um, I thought your boy Miguel um 
I thought y'all were going to be in, um, in New York, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I up y'all now, and yep. there ain't nobody here. I thought you said we were going to beat Danny Jones, man. Yeah, we're at Danny Jones Recreational Fields, not Daniel Jones from the New York Giants. What do you, what do you oh. know? Danny Jones like in that, North dog. Charleston. No, man, you, see, man, uh, no, man, see, you ain't, you ain't, look, hey, man, you ain't seeing North Charleston, man, otherwise I would have been there. Right then, the naughty boy, man, I would have been there, man, but see, you ain't, you ain't tell me that. Y'all boys say, we gonna meet Daniel Jones, so I, I catch the flight, you know what I'm saying, I, I up there now, and I ain't see none of your boys. Man, them boys ain't much clean up here today. No, no, see, they're not even at home. They played in Chicago. Listen, they lost to Chicago, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was 13 13 to 17, something like that. They're in Chicago. They're not even in New York. Why would I tell you to go to New York if we're down here in Charleston, no, man? These are no, youth no, no, football games, man. No, I said no, man. Meet, meet at Danny Jones, not meet Danny Jones, Daniel Jones. Oh, man. man, you're, you're, man. You, now man, you're stuck. No, 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 man. You're at the man, airport? I'm stuck, man. I get, I get yeah, at the airport. Who do you think oh, I am? Oh, Lord. Well, man, listen, I don't, I don't know because, obviously, first of all, you went to New York, so I can't even say what's going on with this. Um, it, the NC Raiders were playing yesterday at the game of the week at Hold on, no, Game man, the Raiders Jones. don't play tomorrow night. What are you talking about? Uh, see, there you go. We're talking about youth football, man. We're not talking about the big boys. It's not the NFL. This is the SCYFA. This is youth league down here in Charleston, man, in South Carolina. Yeah, man. All you're supposed to do is come tote the equipment, man. That's what that's and play the cameraman. That's I knew we was man, missing somebody. Man, I, man, oh, see, God. the only reason I even agree to that, because I thought y'all boy just saying we've been gonna go and meet Dan, Danny Jones, you know, the quarterback for the Giants. But now you telling me we were supposed to meet at Danny Jones, um, what I think recreational center. In North in in, in, yeah. in North Charleston, man, man, look, yeah, man, you got to be more specific with, with the stuff you tell me, man, because <laughs> man, you be throwing me off, man, you be slamming <laughs> on me, man. <laughs> first, first of all, the word is specific. Specific is, is, is the water, is in the ocean. Listen, well, listen I, I'm not here to argue. You be more specific. <laughs> listen, Gigi, I, I appreciate you calling in. I hope. I hope I hope you can get back. I hope you can get back on time because next week, listen to me now. So let's go ahead and tell the people. All right, next week we are at Kane right, Bay, Kane Bay High King School. Now listen B. to me. Kane Bay High. You writing this down? Uh, you write. Yeah, yeah I write them down okay. right now. Kane Bay. How you? How you? Kane Kane Kane. C A C A I N. No. See here you go. You about to go to Miami. Kane Bay. C A N E. C A N E B A Y. Cane Bay High School. It's over there on the outskirts of uh, Somerville. Yeah. Oh, and outside the vote. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. I know what that is. I could be there. You said that about. You said that about. You said that. Uh, it should be the same time. Games usually start around 4 o'clock in the evening. About 4 o'clock. I could be there. I could be there. I got you. I got you. You got to be there. You got to be there. I, I got you. you sure. I got you, Council. I got you. I got you, man. I got All you, right. man. All right. I, Straight up, I got you. I, I appreciate. I appreciate it, man. Hey, I hope you can get back. You, you good? Oh, I, I, I ain't worried about that. I go, um, I, I go make a little something happen. But, hey, 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 man. Tell Auntie I say hi. You know, I, I ain't talk to her, but, it, um, but yeah, I'm good. I, I, I about to. You, I about to. Hey, man, yo, okay. hold on. 
I, 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 man. Hey, I can get to you later, man. I better uh, hop on this flight real quick. I, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, hey, I apologize. That was that was actually my cameraman who was supposed to be in North Charleston at Danny Jones Field, and he actually went up to – I don't know how you get that stuff confused. But anyways, back to the matter at hand. We were just about to talk about that 10U game. Oh, my goodness. 10U NC Raiders take the swamp box. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. Everybody that was there in attendance, and even if you go back and you listen to Southern Sports Central and you listen to that game, you listen to Richie and myself announce that game, there is no way, there is no way that you did not think it was about to be an upset. There is no way. That was probably one of the best games I've seen as far as youth football. Because of several factors. Yes, the Raiders did come back and they won 20-16. Perfect. Great. Awesome. The thing about it is the way that they came back, it was patience. It was play calling. It was turnovers. The things that had to happen actually happened for the Raiders at the right time in order for them to do what they had to do. You cannot give Coach Anton time. You, you just cannot. I, I've been watching somebody even studying, some might even say studying him for the last four to five years that I've been uh, acquainted with him and watched him because I was a former coach myself. And one thing you cannot give him is time. That That's just it. So we're going to try to see um, how this game, how this game was actually doing and what happened was fourth quarter comes around. Fourth quarter comes around, and it was about, if I'm not mistaken, seven minutes, 43 seconds, and it just went left. Um, the Raiders came out with a few plays. I do know that he pretty much calls the same plays. Again and again. And this is no secret, ladies and gentlemen. I can, I'm going to hopefully we're going to hear from Coach Anton here in a little bit. Um, and he knows I would tell him the same thing on air because he's told me this a million times over about um, he run the same play, right? If it's not broke, don't fix it. So he runs the same plays again and again and again. And that's how they come up with the win. It's a lot more exciting to actually see these games and that's what we usually try to promote is you guys come out there, especially for these game of the week, um, that you come out there and see these games. But it just so happened that the Raiders came back and scored 20 unanswered points versus the Swamp Fox, and all of it happened in less than seven minutes and 43 seconds. They went right down the wire, the um, unorthodox, Kickoffs, the squib kicks, the ball lays with no teeth. No teeth. The ball was laying there. They kick off. They kick it in. Bounces off. Bounces off a young athlete, and there they go. Raiders get the ball back. And if I'm not mistaken, that happened two times. There was a fumble recovery. There was a uh, 
a missed kickoff where the Raiders got the ball back. Um, uh, number two and number four pretty much went in there and just ran and did whatever they wanted to do. And the crazy thing about that is they were the smallest kids on the team. All right, even for a tenu, I get it. Not a lot of kids are big in the tenu, but these guys just so happen to be the right size where they sit behind the line and you can't see them. And and uh, all black, but well, all black doesn't does not help another team at all either with the football. I mean, we're not trying to be one sided about it. I think it's some of these things might be calculated. Who knows? Uh, with Coach Anton, there's there's no telling. Again, seven minutes and 43 seconds left. It's too much time. There's too much time when it comes to youth football. 16-0 is what it was for three quarters, ladies and gentlemen. Three quarters, it was like that. So any given Saturday is the phrase that we say, any given Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do is we're going to take a small break. We'll come back with the rankings the rankings that Mr. Mukina gives out every Thursday. So, yes, we are a couple of days behind, and that's fine. But with that being said, hey, it still is what it is. You'll hear something different next week because it will definitely change. It will definitely change, guaranteed. All right? Hopefully, guests, don't forget, call in, let us know uh, what's going on in your state, your town, about youth football, some questions coming up, and, again, Tonight, uh, tonight's topic is media coverage. Hey, one of these things we're on right now, we're on Blog Talk Radio, right? So, hey, what, what is it that you want? What is it that you need? Let's find out what it is. Right now, we'll take a small break. We'll come back, tell you about some of our sponsors. I am the professor. You're on the Sunday Showcase. Hold tight.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back, and here we go on to the next segment. Uh, hopefully get some callers in. We're trying to get in touch with Coach Anton to see you give us a little bit more insight of last night's game. But in the meantime, we'll keep on pressing forward. We got a couple other coaches from out there that want to definitely chime in and give their opinion uh, about youth football and what's happening in it nowadays. Some, in some states that we know for sure, are not playing at all. So it's real interesting that we can sit here and have this conversation and we can listen in to Blog Talk Radio here on Southern Sports Central and know that there's football going around in our state. Where, where would we be right now if it wasn't? If football wasn't going on right now, what, what would the state of South Carolina, what would, what would Charleston be like, right? We can't think about everybody. We're the holy city down here. We just kind of, we're not selfish, but we kind of just protect our own. Where, where would we be? Where would it be right now? That's, that's kind of a, a scary thought, if you ask me. Uh, a football fan all my life could probably not imagine uh, not being able to watch, go see, or at least coach uh, football. It would be, be a scary, scary thing. All right? Hey, so while we're waiting, we're waiting to hear from Coach Anton, which he probably will call in here in a few minutes. Let's look at some of our sponsors Shout out to Swift Car Audio for all your car audio needs down there in Somerville, South Carolina. Swift Car Audio, definitely got to love them. The, the staff and everybody over there, I've actually used them before, uh, before the sponsorship. Didn't even know it was one of the same. Hey, it met the owner. It was all, it was great. Um, and I actually had a pleasant experience. Also, Tropical Italian Ice. That's right, Tropical Italian Ice. The Philly-style ice with a southern charm. Every scoop is like a taste of heaven. Also, new to our group tonight is Charleston Elite Auto Group. That's right, Charleston Elite Auto Group. For all your auto needs, as far as buying a car, that's where we're at with that. Buying a car, you need to go down to 4002 Dorchester Road. That's right, 4002 Dorchester Road, Charleston Elite Auto Group. Definitely go see them and check them out and see what kind of deals they have going on, especially at this time. Hey, you never know. They, uh, they, they might be almost just giving them away. I'm just kidding. They're not going to give away a car. But, hey, you never know. You can pretty much talk them down, depending on what everybody's doing. Uh, this, you don't ever say the C word on here, but this thing might have hit people a little bit harder. So we hope that everybody's doing well and faring well within their business. And uh, moving right along, let's go to the standings. Let's go to the standings real quick. All right, before we get into that, let's go to the standings around here in South Carolina. Right now, let's start off with the 8U. 8U, number one is the West Columbia Tigers. S-E-A-A-U, the New Era Hurricanes is number two in the ACC division. Number three, Low Country Golden Knights. Hey, representing in the SEC. That's right. That's the Low Country Golden Knights at number three. And sitting at number four is the Columbia Knights. Ooh, that means something. There's going to be some trash talk going on here pretty soon when it comes to the uh, when it comes to Facebook. I guarantee you. 
Number five, Woodland Wolverines. No surprise there. I saw them play this weekend, and wow, they're still clicking. They're still clicking. They have a few little hiccups, but they got a young man over there. I believe his name is Nick. Number 27, plays quarterback and also plays outside linebacker and inside linebacker. Uh, I interviewed him this weekend. Very nice, humble young man. Uh, really, really, really athletic, and I can't wait to see him grow up and see what he comes becomes to be as far as an athlete. So we're going to sit at number five. Number six, Spartanburg Gators. That's right, the ACC, Spartanburg Gators. Number seven, Rockburg Elite out of the NSFL. All right. Number eight, the Upstate Elite Eagles, also in the NSFL. Number nine, is our very own FD Patriots here from the SEC sitting at number nine. Number 10 is the very own Somerville Swamp Boss out of the SEC. The SEC has quite a few names within that top 10 of that AU if you're paying attention. All right, we'll go over it back later again, but if you're paying attention, that AU has quite a few names that sound real familiar, close to home. Close to home, we love to see it. Anything that has SEC after it, we definitely want to be after, right, Charleston? You know that. All right, moving on to the 10U, the number one. Of course, we just got to be talking about them. The North Charleston Raiders out of the SEC. That's the North Charleston Raiders out of the SEC. Next up is the West Columbia Tigers, S-C-A-A-U. That is number two. In the 10U, the West Columbia Tigers. Number three is the New Era Hurricanes. New Era Hurricanes out of the ACC. All right. Number four on the 10U, Somerville Swamp Fox. There they go. Listen, they're not going to fall too much shorter. Depending on what happens with all the other games that you heard in the scores earlier, it's going to be interesting to see. They might fall one or two. It should be. That's where it should be. Right, that's we don't think that that one should take them all the way out and all the way down. But depending on how those other guys score and what the scores is, that's going to determine all of that. All right. So number four, Somerville Swamp Fox. We're always a fan. Number five, Columbia Knights. Woo! Big Twelve. Big Twelve. Number six, Carolina Elite Panthers. Number seven, the FD Patriots. There they go again. They're not going too far, ladies and gentlemen. Staying within that top ten. Number eight, the Wooden Wolverines out of the SEC. Number nine, Spartanburg Gators, ACC. And number 10, the Rock Hill Cowboys out of the Big 12. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. I think that might be. Let's see who we got here. There we go. And connecting. Hey, caller, how are you doing? Welcome to the Southern Sports Central with the professor. You're now in the lab. Who am I speaking with? What's going on? This Hello. is Coach Kenny. This co- Coach, hey, how you doing? There you go. I got you now. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? There you go. There you go. I got you better now. Coach McKinney? Yeah, McKinney, McKinney. That's right. That's right. That's right. Go ahead and say your team's name one more time. Let the people know you are now on live in the lab. Oh, yes. this is Coach McKinney with the uh, Columbia Knights 8U. We're in the building. There you go. There you go. Coach, how's everything been going so far? Oh, everything's going great, man. Everything's going great. Just just, just blessed that we got a season this year. That's all. I, you know what? I know that that's right. And I was just talking about that, saying the same thing. Like, could you even imagine 
South Carolina saying that they were there was going to be no football at all? Yeah, that that would have been drastic. Definitely, since they already canceled <laughs> no baseball, that would have definitely been right. drastic. Right, and I, and I definitely think the same thing. I know the seven on seven got touched a little bit right uh, around the time. I don't know if you guys get into that up there, um, but I know the seven on seven down here in Charleston got touched a little bit, and they weren't able to have the season because that was around the hottest time that that uh, that this pandemic was hitting. So they weren't able to do as much. What other? And I know I met you at the showcase. I've seen you at the showcase a couple of times. What other things, what other ventures, what have you guys been getting into? Your season actually started. I see you here listed as number four um, within the AU. What else has been going on up there in Columbia? What do you mean, like sports-wise? Sports-wise, yeah. Any other sports happening other than football? Uh, Youth sports still going on? I know the youth sports still going on. Yeah, they're definitely doing a lot of uh, like the travel baseball teams. They're they're starting to come pop back out, and it's a lot of uh, youth basketball going on. Like it seems like youth basketball never stops. Like they're they're still pushing right. through. We got Sunny uh, Sunny Complex. That's where they host most of the uh, the basketball tournaments and stuff like that. So mostly every weekend, that's it. They're jumping in there. So it's a lot of youth basketball going on. And Saturdays, what we practice at at Seven Oaks, they have a bunch of little baseball tournaments. And the kids are ranging from ages from like six to twelve, just like the same thing with the football. Just last week, okay. we had a 83 team tournament out there, so we we still jump. We still jump. Woo! I'm pretty sure that's why that's got to be a little difficult. The social distancing. How's the? How are your games? How are your games as far as football with the with the Knights? Um, how are the games managed with you guys? You guys having to go through? A little uh, protocol, or what you guys got doing for your actual games? Oh well, you know, mostly uh, all the fans definitely have to have masks on, things like that. We're trying to keep um, the kids drinking out of separate water bottles, things like that. We're trying to do our best that we can with with all the circumstance going on, but we definitely trying to social distance as much as possible in the stands. It's kind of hard to do on the sidelines, but definitely in the stands, where you know, got everybody separated under their own tents and things like that. And like I said, everybody got their mask on and things like that. So we we we're trying to we're trying to maintain we're trying to follow all the guidelines because nobody wants to get a ticket and definitely nobody wants to catch the virus. So we're trying to follow right. all the guidelines. What is the? Do you guys play? And I, I I need to definitely make my way up there to see you guys at your uh, home field. I can't wait because you guys were uh, actually a pleasure to meet and real easy to talk to type of group and organization down at the showcase in St. Matthews. Where do you guys play out of home? What is the home field? Do you guys use a high school? Is it a feeder program? Or is it more on the rec side where you just have your you just have a nice park? I guess we you can say we're out of uh, out of Lexington because we're in the like the Lexington area of Columbia. Well well mm-hmm. Lexington is its own city, so we can't say it's Columbia so we're at a rec center. Basically. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Well, the reason, the reason why I was asking, I was leading up to the next question, um, was because do you have to follow a certain guideline on, um, let's say, your, your attendance for your spectators? Because a lot of people, a few, I don't say a lot because I don't know everybody, 
but a lot are going through only 250. I know some schools are saying after your 8U plays, they need to leave unless they have a child that plays on 10U and or 12U. After your 8U, those people have to leave. After your 10U, pretty much the same, and that kind of just dwindles it down. Um, are you, you guys go through that, or you just kind of manage it without asking everybody to leave? No, we've been we've been pretty much managing. We've been, you know, we like to support our our, our ten U's and twelve U's, even the six U's. So most of the time, a lot of times we stay right after the game. You know, we don't we don't run into any problems or anybody asking us to leave or anything like that. We haven't right. ran into anything right. like that. Right, and that, and that might be part of. And I, I'm not trying to. I, I don't want to put you in a spot either. But I'm, I'm just saying. I'm about to say, you, I don't want to hype you. <laughs> no, I don't want to open up. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> let, me, let, me say, let me say this. I'm pretty sure that, that the, the the social distancing of the Columbia Knights up in Lexington is being held to the fullest. Everybody is using their masks. As long as you're taking those precautions, Coach, I believe you will be okay. I truly believe you'll be okay. Uh, the reason why I'm asking, I ask all these questions, is because I'm always a half-empty, half-full guy. I can see it both ways. I can see it. This is my question. Because you cannot do so much anymore as far as, like, you know, all right, let's, let's take, for instance, Charleston. We just came into um, being – feeder programs to high schools, okay? Mm-hmm. So now when you look back at your youth, you're looking at these kids, for the, for the most part, playing youth football wherever you're going to go to high school. Does that make sense, right? Yeah. So with, the, with them doing that, the schools are, they're, listen, they're liable. So they have to have these rules and set these rules. The only kicker about it is, and I'm not saying they're bad, they're rules. It is what it is, right? Because for every rule, there's a stupid reason behind it. So these rules almost hurt a little bit because you depend on things as a youth organization. You depend on your community. You depend on your parents. You depend on your parents to reach the community and bring and invite the community, the neighbors, the aunts, the uncles, the cousins, you know, everybody to right. watch the game. And now you're not you're not having that. You're you're definitely not having that. And I, you know you can't blame them. If you feel a certain way about what's going on nowadays, I, I totally agree with you. I have no qualms about it. You feel like you need to wear a mask? Hey, wear it. I don't I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Your immune system and you you know what's going on with you, the doctors. But I say this: the youth program is hurt a little bit because now everybody turns around and leaves. That means no concession stands. No, the loitering part I get because it's harder to um, practice the social distancing. It's harder to maintain, shall I say, the social distancing because we're asking you to coach. You're a volunteer. When I ask you to play security and now try to maintain, you know, the social distancing, so you can only go so far. So I was just asking, trying to get your opinion to see what you actually thought about it and how how it would affect you, but you guys have obviously you don't you don't uh deal with that playing at a at a wreck uh park, which might be kind of a good thing 
No, but we, you know, dealing with uh, it's with us being at a rec park. Just for instance, like this past week, you know, the game mm-hmm. where we practiced our game Wednesday, they canceled. Like, you know, it's going to rain too back of the um the hurricane, so they canceled right. our our game on the rec field. So, like, this definitely like some some downfalls with being at the rec, you know. But we appreciate, uh-huh. it. We definitely appreciate. It. But they are definitely because we're at the. You know, we're at their mercy. We got their life. They're trying to protect their field. And like you said, they're liable for anything that happens out there. You know? Exactly. So, and that, that's yeah. what it, you know, it comes down to that every single time, Coach. Um, the liability. The liability. I mean, let's, let's, let's face it, right? It's just like at your house. If I just so happen to be running through your yard and I trip and I fall in the hole and I bust my ankle, you know, I could actually sue you, even though I'm probably not supposed to be in your yard, wasn't invited. Hey, it, it holds no bearing that you are now liable for that. So, Definitely. how did the games go this weekend, Coach? Let's talk. Let's get man. We forget all about that other gloomy stuff. Let's pop it back up. How did the games go this weekend? Oh well, we uh pretty much we, we did really good. All three organizations, our six U didn't play because uh War Eagles didn't have one, so they're looking forward to kicking mm-hmm. up this season this this up in Greenville. But uh, my right. boys set the tone pretty much. We went out there. We we crushed them. Ten, you came out, handled their business, and twelve, you did the same. So, everybody's moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's moving forward. You know, we came out there. That's like you said, like you said to the uh, to the little man at um for the Woodland Wolverines. You win that practice, you know. So that's where we. Oh yeah. We put it. We put that word <laughs> in that practice. Practice. Hey, don't be. Hey, don't be watching me, man. Don't be watching me. Oh, don't I'm be going, watching I'm me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Hey, I love it. I love it. You're exactly right. That's exactly where you win games at. You guys already know that. Doing what you do, you guys already know that. I've seen you guys in action, and I, and I can actually say I loved coming up there and traveling and knowing that you guys are going to be at a showcase because it was going to be a game. It was going to be a game, and it was going to be nothing less than 100% put out there. And for you guys to start that early, let me ask you, you think that, that the showcases, do you think the showcases hurt or help you. Now, I, li- I like the showcases. Some people maybe not as much, but you guys were in two or three of them. Not, I know I said you in two. Do you think the showcases hurt or help? The showcases definitely help. Now, look, I, this is my first year with the Knights, so I didn't know anything right. about showcases or anything. I was with Pop Warner last year. So when I took over AU and they was like, yeah, man, we need to get these showcases, and I'm like, man, we're not doing nothing. We're not doing nothing till the season starts. We're not getting no showcase. We're not showing nobody nothing. But I would have been I would have been wrong for that because our first showcase right. it showed us like, hey, yeah, we got a team, but we got to make sure we got the right puzzle, the right pieces in the right spot. You know, our first That's showcase right. versus that team out of Georgia, the Titans. Really, real tough game. Real tough game. That was our first game. That was yeah. probably like their second. You know. But That's right. We we really like that game showed me about my boys. It showed like, yeah, coach, it's our first game and we're a little nervous, but we gonna play. We gonna play, coach. Yeah. As long as you coach us, we gonna play. So I told my boys that if we lost that game. That was on me, man. That was on me. Half time, going into halftime is zero zero. Thirty seconds about to run off the clock. I throw a pass. The young boy picked it and took it in for six. Right. Yeah. We you know what? I remember that game. I remember that game with St. Matthews. 
<laughs> but I don't remember that game. <laughs> we come right out of halftime. Crazy. We punch right in. You know, punch right in. Overtime on fourth down. You know, tight end sneak right yep. in and hit us. Yep. But that game right there, yep. I'm glad my boys got their loss early. Because after that, we've been on fire, as you can see. Good. But I'm glad we got good. Good lost year. out early. My boy know what it feel like to to lose because losing is necessary. You got to lose. You can't just go on winning all, all your life. You got to know what it feels right. like to exactly. somebody be better. You know. Exactly. So I think I think that exactly that's exactly how I feel about the jamborees and the showcases. If there's ever a time to lose and to and to and to make something happen, I think it has to happen at the showcase and or the jamboree. Yep. And I got somebody. I got somebody coming up next. Uh, after I get off the phone with you, I got. I probably got one more question. But after I get off the phone with you, I got one more guy. Coach, you got to listen into this next one because this guy is a guru of doing the same thing for the last three years. He's lost during preseason at jamborees and at showcases, and everybody just thought he was, they were going to put a target on his back, and he turned around and came right back and just mopped the floor with at least everybody here in the Charleston area pretty much just kind of doing what he wanted to do on some, that 10 and 12U, and a few times on that 8U level. I've seen it with my own eyes. So, Coach, hey, one last thing I want to check in with you. Who do you guys got coming up next week, and who do you think is going to be your toughest game uh, in the future? You really don't see one happening. Oh, so this week we got the we got the Titans out of uh, out of Greenville. So I guess they the Upstate Titans. Woo! That's what I believe. Yeah. Titans, we got those. Vok 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 Miller, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I I think he's got yeah. the Woo! eight four or something like. I mean, no, he's got the six U, I believe. Okay. All right, but um, okay. we going out there to trade probably Greenville, and right now we're looking forward to the uh that Wolfpack man, that Wolfpack Northeast. That's 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 the real one. We watch. We're watching them right now. There so. you go. Now, we're not scared. We just you know, respecting the competition, but we definitely go. Of course. Go. That's the last game of the season, too. That's definitely the last game of the season, so it's definitely going to be a show. Right. We know Coach Troy, Troy Davis is doing his thing over there with them boys. And and like right. I told you last year, I was, I was in Pop Warner with the Bengals, so a few of my uh, few of my ex-players are over there. So I know they're they, they going to bring it. They're going to they bring it. So that's, we got to that game. That is definitely that's definitely going to be an interesting one, Coach. Hey, do me a favor. Whenever you get a chance, man, you see what it is. Inside the lab, it's just like when we met. Hey, it's the same old. We're just talk, talking it up, talking it up, talking youth football. It's been a pleasure, Coach. Uh, please, please, please feel free to call in any Sunday between 6 and 9. And, you know, you can always let us know what's going on up there. That's perfect. We appreciate you. Definitely. Appreciate you having me, man. You be good and and, and and blessings, man. Blessings. More blessings. Thanks. Thanks, Coach. Have a good, safe season, man. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good. All right, bro. All right, bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Columbia Knights checking in, checking in. And I believe I have the man himself. Real quick, uh, the other caller, I see you coming. I'm coming, Mr. Bennett. Let's see what we got here. Hello, 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 caller. You are on with Southern Sports Central. You are now in the lab. Who are we speaking with? Anton Northchelston Readers. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Please, if I had a hand clap uh, button, Coach Anton, I, I definitely would. I would just definitely be pressed a few times. So we were talking, going over the scores 
and going over the uh, league rankings a little while ago. You guys played game of the week last night against Somerville Swamp Fox. Let's talk about a few of the games. Let's talk about the 8U first. The 8U, 38 to nothing. Uh, I know your coaches down there are a little fresh and they're new, but I tell you what, to be fresh and new, uh, and new to the offensive calls, 38 nothing isn't too shabby. What do you think about that game? I mean, the 8 you, it, was, it wasn't 38 to nothing. I got to give the Swamp Fox days. It actually was 30 to, 38 to 30. 38 to 30. They scored. Okay. It was 38 to 30. Yeah. They, uh, I mean, I'll 8 you. It's like a learning process because we have like new coaches coaching. It's like their second year actively like having their own team, so they are learning as we go. But the ten new coaches and our twelve new coaches, we try to like help them out as much as we can and we install. I don't know if you noticed, but all our programs run the same offense, so we kind of like we got them on the job training. But I mean, they're actually doing a good job. Like, they're learning every, getting better. I, I was about to say. Now I did since the scrimmage against Kane Bay some weeks back. Um, it wasn't that. It is, you know, how I talk. Um, it wasn't that well put together at first. It seemed like, hey, oh. whoa, this this might be one of those things. But again, like I just told Coach McKinney from the Columbia Knights, he said he'd rather go ahead and get his loss during the preseason, and I said, well, look here who I have on the phone, Coach Anton. (laughs) Probably one of the guys that I think you and I had this conversation a couple weeks ago saying, hey, what would you rather do? You want to take your loss during regular season or you want to take it out of Jamboree or a showcase? And your answer was, I'd rather take it out of Jamboree or a showcase and go ahead and get your L out of the way when it don't count. Yeah, like the jamboree and the showcases for me personally, it's just to see what you got and make right. your adjustments before the regular season starts. I mean, but you got some teams, they take preseason as a as a moral victory, I guess. I don't know. I know we don't. Right. Like, and our 12, our 12, we sat our two best players out in the showcase game. Right. Like, right. So oh, we can well, get yeah, everything else absolutely- up. Right, and that kind of what gets everybody to, to work in. Um, you can see who's actually been doing their thing um, on the sidelines and actually who wants to get in. So that is another that's – a, that's a great topic to even get into one day. But moving forward, your 12U, now they, that was a 42 to 40. I mean, sorry, 42 yeah, 40. to 0. 42 to 0 uh, victory over the Swamp Fox. Those guys pretty much controlled and did what they wanted to do on the 12U, but at the same time, quite a few penalties, quite a few penalties out on that field. Uh, During the first half, during the first half only, was a lot more penalties. What do you do to go back and uh, revamp and and reprogram some of those kids? Well, on our 12U, we have a new offensive coordinator guy calling plays, so they actually does the same offense, but the terminology is different. So, like, they're kind of learning the new terminology because we switch offensive coordinators, like, mm-hmm. right after the showcase. So they're still learning the way he calls it and the way we call it. So 
and that's Coach Booker that um, came over from the Stampede once he had the okay. latest program shut down because of COVID this season. So we brought him over with us, and they kind of just learning his language. But I know probably by week four, we'll be going good. Like, we'll be rolling. Oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Coach Booker is always a uh, – he's a fan. He's one of his sponsors, as uh, as well as the Raiders and all his fans. We, we love you guys. We love the – Program, we love what you guys are doing over there. Anybody who's doing something with the youth, listen, we over here at Southern Sports Central, we support it. Voice Sports, you know, we'll definitely be there. Uh, moving on, at 42-0, the 10U, the 10U game. Now, what I want to know is, what did you say to these young men at halftime? Because for three quarters. You were down 16-0. Three quarters, you were down 16-0. You guys didn't score until the fourth quarter. And I remember it because I looked at the time, and it was about seven minutes and 43 seconds into the fourth quarter is when you guys started rallying back. Tell us a little about what happened. Well, at halftime, I mean, we started off kind of laid back because my teams, they're used to just jumping out and getting the lead early in the first quarter and they kind of went the opposite way. So they was kind of down on yourself. But at halftime, I told them, they got 16, but we scored 40 points a game. So we just didn't score the 20 in the first half, but we would get the 20 in the second half. And my guys just mm-hmm. fought it out and we just kept grinding and it finally just opened up. I think we tied them out because the way we run our offense and we just straight downhill and you either going to line up in front of it and be a man, or you're going, going to take advantage of it. Right, right. I was telling the listeners earlier, and I'm I'm pretty sure you hadn't chimed in at the time, but uh, that you pretty much run, if you can get away with it, you pretty much run four or five plays. Didn't tell the plays. We don't say the names. We don't put that stuff out there. But you run four or five plays until somebody can stop it. And I've seen – the same play being ran almost in the same side with number two and number four and just straight downhill smash mouth football. No special, no special razzle dazzle, nothing like that. Is that how much you, is that what you pretty much, that's your game, that was that your game plan to come in and do that uh, in the second half? Yeah, I mean, once I come up with a plan like a, I don't care, like, how the game's going. I stick to my game plan. And that's what I was telling my players. We're not going to switch anything because I know the numbers we can put up. We're just going to keep grinding and grinding and grinding and until we put it all together. And then with seven minutes and some seconds left in the fourth quarter, they finally start clicking and everything start opening up. I mean, that's why I keep the – if you pay attention, I always keep the ball to my sideline. Like, I don't care if the – Y side or to the visitor side, I keep it the right side line so I can coach my kids during the play. I try not to give away too much to the listeners, and I really encourage them to come out there. Last night, Richie and I, Richie and I were were broadcasting live from out there, and one of the things that I kept mentioning that nobody was paying attention to, right? You know how I do. I'm like, look, there's no T. The ball lays flat. And it is a squib kick every single time. The ball barely comes off the ground. And when that first bounce, 
when it bounced off the kid the first time, the first, I'm sorry, the first time you did it, Swamp Fox covered the ball. So it was kind of one of those things where, well, does he go back and do it again? Does he keep it up? Does he keep doing it until it just breaks? And obviously, you kept doing it because it broke. After that squib kick and Swamp Fox recovered, you guys got a fumble recovery. You turn around, smash down the field, ran this almost the same play four to five times, smash it down, got a touchdown, crowd goes wild, you guys are on kickoff again. No game plan chance, but change whatsoever. Line the ball up. Lay the ball flat like an egg on the grass. Kick the ball, squib kick again, like you said, towards your sideline. People will give you information. You just can't just take A. Don't take for granted. You better write some of it down. Kick toward the sideline, your sideline, to where almost you're probably in youth football, let's be smart. We put our fastest guys out there on the edge, right? Fastest mm-hmm. guy goes next to one of the toughest guys, goes next to the toughest guy, and that's how it goes. And it happened to work for you on the second one because it bounced off them and came right back to your side of the ball to where you guys took over and, again, come back with the same plays of running it just straight downfield and going in for the touchdown. I, I kind of – I see things happen, develop before it even starts. Like I said, I've been around you for quite a while. I always pick your brain, Jay's brain, Booker's brain. I, I get I get you all, and I get the style. Just as you guys get me, you know what I'm getting ready to do if I'm coaching. And it's a good thing. It's, it's kind of almost um, comedic to see – and me just being a commentator, I don't ever holler, yell, try to go from one team or the other. I just want to see some good football. But one of the first things I said is there's too much time on the clock for Coach Anton. It's just too much time on the clock. You're giving him too much time. Had you played it a different way and just held on to that ball and let that clock run out, you might you might have stayed out of there with a W. Um, if there's anything different that you can see, Coach, before I let you go, Anything different that you would have done for that game? No, not really. I mean, like I tell my players, I can't go. I can prepare you for the game, but I can't go out there and make plays for you. That's your job. Right. So once I prepare right. you, it's all on y'all. Like I don't baby my kids. I don't. I don't make excuses for them. It's either you going you gonna tackle or you gonna get embarrassed, and that's all I tell them. Every time. <laughs> well, we, if anybody ever pays attention to your organization, one thing we do know is that is a family-oriented organization. I've seen moms, dads, everybody, uncles, aunts, everybody on the sidelines jumping up and down and cheering on their child. There is no way that that is not one family over there with the Raiders. Uh one last, last, last thing. That flag game yesterday. Coach, what, what age group was that flag? You got from four to six. Four to six years old. I think that, and that's how we build yeah. our program. Like, we start them young. And, like, that 12-year team now, probably, like, out of the 30 kids on there, 15 of them was with us since they was, like, five years old. So That was awesome. And I think I, – I, I don't know how everybody else is not uh, copying off of that because that is true feeder material. Not saying that everybody else isn't, 
I'm just saying what I saw yesterday was four-year-olds, five-year-olds, and six-year-olds out there at Danny Jones Field with the Raiders colors on. It was black versus white. If I'm not mistaken, the white team, I'm not sure which team won. Clock management was way off, Coach. You need to get somebody in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was me, ladies and gentlemen. That was me running the clock. I'm just teasing with Coach Anton because I was up there trying to do something else, but I was just definitely trying to help the best way I knew. Um, Coach, I loved it. I, I think it was awesome. Next time I'm going to have to come down there and make sure they get on with voice sports because I know my my big boss man up there in Maryland would love, love, love to see those four, five, and six-year-olds out there playing flag. I know he's probably seen it before, but in the South, it's little – we do it, but we don't do it as much. It's not shown. It's not seen. It's not out there. Let me just say that. Well, Coach Anton, hey, I appreciate you. Congratulations on your wins yesterday. Um, and who do you guys, matter of fact, before we get off, who do you guys have next week? We got Keem B at Keem B and, and – that's supposed to be the game of the week too, but we'll see. That's another game, another another game of the week <laughs> for the NC Raiders doing their thing, ladies and gentlemen. Coach Anton definitely in the building, respected in this community, and definitely respected on that football field. If not, he will definitely earn it. I, I, I'm, oh, coach, I hear a couple of you guys hollering about RBE. By the way, what you see? Couple of twelve youth. I say I hear a couple of you guys on on twelve U hollering about RBE. Yeah, we we, we trying to set up something. Me and Derek Wise, yeah. we got we trying to set up something. We working trying to set oh, up trying to find. Good. a well, Oh well, Sports yeah. Central and Voice Sports would love to be there for that one. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah we working on something up. I don't know good when, but we working year. on. Well, you know, this unfortunately, this season won't go as long as we hope to. There's a lot of other things coming up. So I'll give you an update uh, this week about some dates that are open and what's going on in between, and definitely keep us posted on what's happening. Coach, we appreciate you. It was good speaking with you. Have a blessed one and continue to have a safe, safe season. Thank you, sir, and I appreciate it, too. All right. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what it is. That was Coach Anton from the NC Raiders. Definitely in the building. Definitely in the building. Who we got here? Up next, we have another caller in. It's, hey, listen, we don't have to take any time off to uh, to do anything special. We get it with the commercials. We have a few callers. You know, we don't keep people on hold too, too long. The first one we want to do is announce these sponsors real quick. Swift Audio, Swift Audio for all your car audio needs. Tropical Italian Ice, definitely. Philly Ice with a Southern Charm. Every scoop is like heaven in a cup. Also, Charleston Elite Auto Group. Charleston Elite Auto Group located on 4002 Dorchester Road. That's right here in Charleston, South Carolina. 4002 Dorchester Road, Charleston Elite Auto Group. Definitely sell some cars down there. Honest people, good people. You need to go on down there and check them out. On to the next caller. Let's see who we have here. And here we go. And caller, you are now on with Southern Sports Central. You are now in the lab with the professor. Who am I speaking with? Is this the professor? Oh, my goodness. Big brother, old Mike T. 
Coach Bennett in the house. Is that you, sir? It's Coach Twilight in the place to be. There you go, Coach Twilight. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Twilight does have his own show. Coach, first of all, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself. You know how to do your thing. Oh, man, I wanted you to do it. I was I was wanting to get the I, professor. But I'll do it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who I am, I am part of one of the, the premier groups that you'll ever want to have on the mic at youth sports across the country. Not only do I hang out with Wing the Voice Matthews, not only do I hang out with Say No More Chris Hamer, not only do I get the privilege of hanging out with the professor, I, the Coach Twilight, am part of Voice Sports, records all across the country. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> got all kind of stuff going on. I got to love it. I got to love it. Coach Twilight, so let me ask you this. Let's see. Last week, I was able and privileged to uh, interview. Usually, it's you guys asking me the questions. Now, you are now in the lab, and I get to ask you the questions. Are you ready? <laughs> Oh, I'm, I was going for this. You going with this? Okay, 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 okay. So, first question. First of all, how long have you been into? How long have you been with youth, uh, the youth sports in a whole, including voice sports? Uh, Fourteen years. My, uh, I started with. Well, and, and here's the thing. I never wanted to coach. I never really wanted to coach. I just wanted to be a fan. I loved football since mm-hmm. day one, but uh, I, I didn't want to coach. So I wanted to be part of my son's organization at the time, so I was going to be the equipment manager. I figured the best way to get my son to dress good, feel good, is to be the one who dressed good and feel good. <laughs> Make sure he's the one getting dressed good. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, you, I, equipment I manager, you got all the equipment. <laughs> You got to keep all records. And uh, where they had their equipment, it was upstairs in a, in a gym. And during the summertime when I had to go get everything right, make sure the numbers are right, make sure everything was, you know, ready to go. Right. It was hot up there. <laughs> I said, well, if I'm, oh. I'm going to be this equipment manager doing all this stuff, you know what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's going to be – yeah, he gets number 11. I'll put that aside for him. That'd be some special treatment. I can't blame you. I can't blame you. Most definitely. I mean, okay, I mean, so what? He was, he was six years old. I had to get him to love something. <laughs> so let me ask you this. What is the most gratifying thing that comes out of you doing voice sports? Uh, the most gratifying thing is when like, you get a parent to say thank you. Right. It's just it's more for the parents. I do it for the parents because most parents don't have any kind of, and the reason why most parents don't, they don't understand the meaning of recruitment. We've all heard we've all heard of Micah Parsons. I know you have Penn State outside right. linebacker. Okay, right. he's from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, where I'm from. Right. So, how many of those kids do I get to see every day? Probably 10 to 20 of them. How many of them get to make it to where he's at? 
maybe one or two every five years. Yeah, that's pretty much the average almost everywhere. No, it ain't got to be the average. Most people don't know how to well, do it. Well, that and that could be all right. So without without the knowing, without the know how, that's pretty much I'm saying I would think that that was the average because right. the ones who don't know if if somebody knew how to do it in your area, or even you know you're somebody as knowledgeable as yourself. That's that's not trying to be funny or anything, but as knowledgeable as yourself. You can go into recruiting. You and Wayne are both smart enough that this is what you do, right? Watching these kids and watching them up, so you can turn around and put another another notch on the belt by doing it. I think it would almost be overexerting yourself, but because you can do a lot now, but you could. And if you did, there would be a lot more kids at least being looked at and being worked on and being talked to and being offered. That's that's kind of where I was going at with that. So that's why I say this kind of like the average. If you're not talking up those kids and putting them up there in people's faces and doing what we do, that's one way to get them recognized. And you're getting them, we're getting them recognized from a younger, smaller standpoint. You're talking about eight you, ten you, twelve you, and you get to watch these kids come up, right? Right, uh, right. Kiki. I mean, all these other kids that just keep coming up. I see Wayne shared something about three days ago. Same interview, same kid. I did an interview with him about a month ago. Didn't change. His monotone didn't change. The cockiness didn't even didn't even try to be cocky. Humble, straightforward kid. It's not about him. It's about his team. And I was like, wow. And that's why I asked that question because I think that's what I do it for. That that's what I do. I understand you're doing it for the parents because I have seen parents just light up when I say, "Hey, you got a minute?" Because I want to interview your child and try to see if I can't get 37, that, 37 other of my coworkers to get the dog and perform well. And me, me myself, yeah. I, I'm a fat guy, so I, I can get with the skilled players, or I like as I would like to call them. I call them the sexy players. You know, those are the ones that get all the attention. Yeah. Right. But well, yeah, yeah, you, I mean, like you, you got it, you got it, man. You like, oh, you're a trench guy. I mean, you know, I'm kind of. I was a skill player one time. Don't get it twisted, but you know, I mean, <laughs> you kind of start watching the line when your son plays one position. The line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and believe it or not, when as a former coach myself. This is mm-hmm. where you look. It, that's where you start. That's where the game's won. The game is won in the yeah. trenches, period. I don't care wh- who you got in the backfield. I don't care who you got as wide receiver. I don't care who you got on defense, on the, in the outside linebacker, your corners, your safeties. Those trenches, those down tackles, and those offensive lines, that's where your heart and soul, that's where it's at. That's, mm-hmm. Those are your legs. Yeah, those are your legs. I call, those, I call them the meat and potato guys. That's all they eat, too, for real. That's all they don't want. Nothing else but just meat and potatoes. You can't blame them. You can't blame them. Exactly. All right. Well, hey, on, <laughs> on, to the next, on to the next question, which is almost my topic. Well, I, it's not almost. It is going to be my topic for today. And one of the things that I'll say towards the end of my show 
where I just kind of uh, mm-hmm. speak my mind, so to speak, Coach. Media coverage, similar to what we are doing right now. Well, here at Charleston, it's not like it's new. It's not new. Media coverage is not just brand new. They never had it type before, but it mostly just focused on the high schools. Um, a couple, now that Facebook is out, you'll see a couple little videos here and there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my child, my child running the ball, my child doing this. What do you think? <laughs> what I, I, that's what it was. I can't. I mean, you know, we don't need a lot of it. You know, I'm not good at telling stories, Coach. Um, what do you think? How do you think? How do you think media coverage will affect or hurt youth football? Well, what the media coverage does at the youth level, it actually opens the eyes of the newer guys, some of the guys that will be covering them in high school. It won't be a surprise. Mm-hmm. And you'll get to see their, their media coverage from them. And, and what I learned to do in, in, in helping them with the interviews and stuff, you're helping them to learn how to articulate their words. Right. Because when, when kids get interviewed, it's raw. They'll say everything. Yeah, um, yeah, that and this. <laughs> By the time they get to high school, they'll know exactly what to say. And then sometimes when they, as they get older and as I'm interviewing them, I'll give them a trick question to see how they handle it. So you don't like the team you're playing for. So how do you handle this nowadays? Well, it's never about me. It's always about the team first, regardless of my situation right. and what I feel. They're learning how to handle themselves professionally because – People will bait you just to get a story. Right, right, and uh, that that would be truly, that'd be truly unfortunate if somebody was to do that. Um, again, I think the way that I think and the way that I represent you guys as at our us at Voice Sports is is something totally different. It's something about how they light up. I give them a little run breakdown. A little rundown before I uh, before I start my interview because mine are all taped, so I do mine a little bit different. We choose to talk about five minutes about the same thing we're going to do the interview about, and I come right back to the interview as repetitive. We just talked about it, so you know the question I'm going to ask. You know I might slip one in there a little bit different, but it's all pretty much the same genre. Let's let's just kick it. I'll, again, being a former coach, a lot of them know me. Some of them don't. But I'm like, it's just like talking to your coach. And, I, and I'm getting back yep. in my mind. I'm kind of hoping, like, I hope your coach is nice because I'm I, I have a I have a good cop bad cop sign all over my forehead. But normally the bad cop don't come out too much. But <laughs> I try, I try I'm, to keep. I'm playing bad cop all day long. So, see, so you missed see. that block, Coach Phil. <laughs> Oh, listen, there's a couple last night that I wanted to say that too. Like, why did you have to – you didn't have to push that guy in the back. He was already – he wasn't near the playmaker. But, hey, case or off, I do tell him that. I just don't tell him on live or on camera. But I do go back and point him out and say, hey, you know, I saw that. Just just letting you know. So, if you coach – you go there hollering at your coach saying you didn't touch him, you didn't do it. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling it for a story too. And I saw it. I saw it happen. But, yeah, that's where media coverage, me personally, I think it brings a lot to the forefront 
is going to help. And I get it. I get it. A lot of um, organizations, a lot of rec teams, a lot of people in a whole youth program, they don't have a bunch of money. But believe it or not, these things are as affordable as your referees. They can't be made yes, like that because guess what? We're, we're helping each other out. If it's a hometown that's probably, let's say, Coach Twilight wants to come and, and you want him to announce at your game, but the game's only five minutes away from his house. Well, we know that we have fees that we abide by. We have fees that we work through. But five minutes away from the house, Coach Twilight, I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, is not going to hit you with his full fee unless it is 10 to 12 hours of football going on that day. If it's one game that you wanted to call, which with us down here, Coach, it's called the game of the week. It's the game of the week. Normally we touch base. You you have those? I have. Well, here's how I do it in Pennsylvania. Where you all are different right. down there, up here, mm-hmm. I'm I'm starting I'm I'm creating my own um thing. They they don't do right. that up here. I'm the I'm like the original guy to take it to that like next level. Right. So now I'll we're talking about announcing or just being on the sideline. Right, but see, I'll pop up at a game and just live stream it and get to know the kids. Like yet last right. night. Um, Mountville, the Mountville uh, Black Knights. I was streaming it live. Beat the Manheim, Manheim Township Blue Wave twelve to nothing. Now this game looked like it was over from the start. Yeah. But just because the Blue Streak fought the way they fought, they kept it a twelve nothing game. Jeez. So nobody scored the second half at all. Good night. <laughs> so it, it, it doesn't now, seem like it's a dry. Now, just to Go give ahead. you a cheap promo, anybody looking for some work, don't forget that we got the Aliquippa Indians right up here in Pennsylvania. Right. <laughs> you always try to. Uh, you always hard or uh, near Don. Uh, Dewan Walker, but I'm gonna ask you a question on your show. Sure, you've been covering you've been covering youth sports up to high school for years, right? Not not at the high school. I've been doing youth sports um, on the eight U to twelve U. Now, my first high school debut, coach, is actually this Friday. I will be on this. I will be the oh, sideline commentator for the Fort Dorchester. High school down here in Charleston, South Carolina. So this week will be my first Friday night light under the lights, and uh, we'll be ready to rumble. Now, here's a question I want you to research. What high school okay. has potentially, mm-hmm. and this is just high school, and because I know you get mm-hmm. ready to go in there, I want you to have this stat. What high school potentially has three NFL Hall of Famers? I, I, I believe that was PA. Is that not is that not uh the same school you just mentioned? Isn't that Alice Clipper? There you go. Mike Dicker. Yeah. You got Ty Law and soon to be Darrell Reeves. There you go. Yeah, that's Alice Clipper up there. Up your way. 
I don't know where all this is going at, Coach Twilight. Where, 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 where are you going at with it? <laughs> you trying to say y'all producing, y'all producing some stuff up there? I mean, it's just every <laughs> NFL team has a Pennsylvania player on there. I'll say yeah. that every team on the NFL has a Pennsylvania player on there, be it uh, they were D3. Pennsylvania is supposed to be the hub of football. Um, we lost a lot of sight in that, but we're starting to get it back. And and and, I, and and it's just a privilege for me to be one of the guys to to help bring it back to the forefront. And with you being right. in the lab, I like to reach out to my South Carolina people. I'm gonna ask one favor from you, Coach. And and I know you got sure. me on Facebook and you got my number. Uh, you handle basketball too, right? No, actually, this is the first year. All this was brand new to me this year. Um, what happened was. After bumping into Wayne via Facebook through Curtis Reese, of all people, that that's, I've been rolling with Curtis Reese for probably about the last three years when he's doing his battleground and he does um, uh, a tournament called Battle of the Borders, the Border Battle, Border of the Bat, Battle of the Borders. Yeah, I, I, I was going to come down right. there and cover I, it with Wayne. I went down there to the Border Games, Border Bowl. Matter of fact, what he calls it, Border Bowl. Went down there to Border Bowl. And bumped into him, and because we're both Georgia Bulldogs, we just clicked right away. We started talking, started you chopping Bulldog. it up. Look, don't, don't, don't try to distract me. Um, we started chopping it up. <laughs> we started chopping it up, and we got along ever since then. He invited me back. I think I went back um, the following year, and I was doing my chop by Italian ice over there. Went over there and killed it. Um, and the, the next couple of years, we just didn't make it back, but I've always kept in touch with him, always helped promote his stuff, always helped promote anything that he was trying to do. Wade and I got in touch with each other through him. I do Facebook promos. I have a group up here I was working with called Chameleons Media. I was doing just small times. I was doing commercials, little small, small. I wouldn't say small commercials. Chameleons has been around for a long time. We were just doing Facebook promos and trying to help the small businesses. And somehow it got back to uh, Wayne, and it just kind of blew up from there. Like, hey, you like announcing games? You into sports like that? And I was like, yeah. He found out, called me up, got me in my background, started talking to me. He's like, I think you're going to work out perfect for Charleston or for South Carolina, period. He's like, you want to give it a go? Let's try it. Let's try this. Let's try that. I reached out then to Moot Keenan, who said, yeah, come on. I said, listen, the, the first the first one's on me. I'll take that ride. And I did. I took that 45-minute ride up the street, around the corner, to St. Matthew, South Carolina, which is about 45 minutes for me, and I did it for free. This this didn't want nothing. I Listen, I got to put these out there and let's see what we can do. He loved it so much. He's like, nah, you're, you're with me now. I think he put me on one of them death row contracts, Coach Twilight. I don't oh, think that man going to let me yeah, go. Yeah, we got to pick that, but uh, <laughs> but no, he's good people. He's, of course, you know, I would never get wrapped up in nothing like that. <laughs> I wouldn't get wrapped up in nothing like that. No, he's good people. Mook Keenan has been doing showcases for about three years now. This is uh, this has been one thing that's been rolling after the other. So, what happened after that was uh, it got all over Facebook. I then you and I started talking. It got more on Facebook, and 
I have a buddy of mine, Mr. Dale Springs, who works over there at Fort Dorchester High School. I believe he's part of the Booster Club, who's always said, if he didn't want me as a coach, he would dang sure want me up there announcing games because of the energy and the style that I bring is just a little bit different than what they have. So he sure enough called. I I, I personally would say you did an awesome job. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love the voice. I love the swag. Um, I was, you know, I wanted to come. You know, you you was on the Twilight Zone like about three weeks ago on on Wednesday night. Right. You, you never need an uh, invite, and I appreciate you just coming on to my show. And I mean, you know, we here at Voice Sports, we we show love. So you know, I'm coming on here to support you. You know, and get interviewed right. and, and and let people know Pennsylvania looking for work. So anybody wants some rest, <laughs> 11 you, 12 you, 14 you. You know, I'm just trying to help Don't make us – listen, listen, what you ain't going to do is you ain't going to make it seem like we ain't scared. We ain't scared to travel now. We ain't scared to travel down here in Charleston. The whole South Carolina, we coming. I mean, Mr. Professor, I want to say I, I apologize. I would never see that South Carolina would not ever travel to come get that one. But I had oh, to yeah, put the disclosure probably. out there. And you put it out there. Yeah, I'm you had to put the invite. Put the, put the you know I'm controversial. <laughs> hey, I know you are. Coach Twilight, hey, listen. Always a pleasure. You you have probably one of the best spirits I've ever seen. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. I appreciate you calling into the lab to check in on the little young nephew. And listen, you never need an invite either. Whenever you got something you want to get off your chest or something you want to talk about, you're more than welcome to call up on a Sunday evening between six and nine. We definitely appreciate you. I appreciate y'all in uh, South Carolina. Y'all keep rocking it out, and, and I'm I'm very happy you all have youth sport. I know there's some there's some states that don't have it. I'm one of the few privileged ones, so so I I I don't take it for granted what you all are doing, and y'all are doing an awesome job down there with the whole COVID nineteen COVID nineteen thing going on and the separation. And and Mr. Professor, thank you for just the privilege, the honor of coming on. Look at you now. I appreciate it, Coach Twilight. Hey, we'll be in touch soon, brother. You stay safe out there. Stay your son. Have a safe season. We always have the prayers over him. I thank you, man. I, and I'll talk to y'all soon. All right, brother. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. You just heard from Coach Twilight, one of the voice sports reporters up there in PA. Who we got on here next? Let's see what we got. Hey, what's going on, Cole? You are now on with Southern Sports Central. You're on in the lab with the professor. Who am I speaking with? Hello. Hello, hello. Going once. Can you hear me? Check your signal. Let's put you back in the can just for a second on hold. Can you hear me, caller? All right. Give me one second. We'll be right back with you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and see if we can't take a small break. Before we get back, don't think I forgot about those standings. We were still talking about those. We'll start those all over again. All right? Stick with me. We'll be right back. This is the professor. You are now in the lab 
definitely in the lab on the Sunday Showcase. Be in touch. Everybody knows you came with him, but another girl caught his eye. Now you're sitting there all alone watching them dance by. And I know you're wondering what you'll do if he doesn't come back to you. But don't worry, I'll take you home. So little girl, don't you be blue. Now I know that you wore that pretty just for him to see oh, yeah but i want to tell you that red dress looks good to me oh i know you feel like you want to die but try pretending that i'm your guy and don't worry i'll take you home so little girl now don't you cry i'll take you Just like you when the dance began. But the girl I came with just wasn't you. She's the girl who took him from you. So you see, now I'll take you home. Cause little girl, I'm lonely. Showcase, you're now in the lab with the professor. Are you there? 
All right. Join once. Join twice. Caller, I don't want to put your number out there. Do me a favor. You might have to call and come back again because I cannot hear you, unfortunately. All right. We'll be right back with you. You want to hold? Can you hit? Hello? Join once. Join twice. Hey, we'll be back with you. All right. Let's get him moved out of the way. I see we do have another call coming in. That number looks a little familiar. Just see who it is. And going on to the next, here we go. Caller, you're now on the Southern Sports Central SC Sunday Showcase. You're in the lab with the professor. Who am I speaking with? Hey, what's up, buddy? This is Rich, man. I'm sitting back listening to you putting on a five-star show on a Sunday night, man. It doesn't get any better than this. Oh, my goodness, Mr. Rich. Oh, can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? Ladies and gentlemen, this <laughs> is the man right here. We had, listen. It's now it just gave me chills because I was going to tell everybody who would want to listen about the crazy fun time we had last <laughs> night at the MC Raiders Swamp Fox game of the week. Rich, listen, I, I literally did. I know, I know, I didn't tell you, but I had a great time, man. That was awesome. Uh, calling that game well, with you. It was a blast, man, and we're going to keep doing it, hopefully, if, uh, you know, all the schedules line up. You know, this weekend, uh, you know, I was given the direction by the commissioner that uh, Southern Sports Central will be taking uh, the airwaves over at, of course, uh, Kane Bay. And you heard that earlier with Anton. As Anton, as he mentioned, uh, that is the game of the week. So we'll go live at 6 o'clock, not 5.30. We'll stay at 6 o'clock. So we'll probably catch the middle of uh, one game, and then we'll catch the entire part of the final game. And the cool part of that, is uh, we'll spend the first 30 minutes probably prepping for what game is coming up. We'll talk a little bit about what happened the Friday night course. Uh, you know, we'll just do a little bit of uh, pregame. But uh, I got to tell you, man, it was a blast last night. And uh, not to fast forward too much, but I kind of felt like I was watching the NFL version of it earlier when the Cowboys came back and, and, and beat Atlanta in, uh, in a very impressive comeback. But it looked very similar to what we saw last night. <laughs> Very similar. The same thing happened all over again. I was watching the NC Raiders just take, just dominate the whole uh, fourth quarter, and that's exactly what the Dallas Cowboys did earlier today. It was almost scary. I don't know if you caught it earlier, but talking with Coach Anton, he did not have, like, a, the crack in the voice or nothing. He was still sticking with his plan, he said, and he was still going to keep on doing what he was going to do, which was plan A. There was no plan B for him. He wasn't going to stop. He was going to keep on pounding. And uh, eventually he knew that that levy was going to break. Yeah, you you have to give it to both teams because last night, you know, it was a milestone for Southern Sports Central. Uh, it was uh, a, an exciting opportunity, not only with the, the guys and girls that run that facility over there, Danny Jones, who have put out – so many talented athletes. I mean, if we go back to the days that they opened that gate for the first time and you counted all the Hall of Famers that have come through that gate, played on that field, I mean, the list was long. And that, to me, was impressive. I mean, when you talk about high schools here in the low country, of course you're going to mention Somerville. You'll mention Berkeley. You'll mention Goose Creek. These are schools who at one point didn't have anybody else kind of tearing them apart with another school opening up. So those were the three main horses in the race here in the low country. And who else was that feeder program and down on that other side of North Charleston was Danny Jones. So 
wasn't surprised to see those athletes not give up. I think the parents were running up and down the sidelines as much as the players were, trying to motivate them. I think somebody threatened to take away a PlayStation if they didn't win the game. I think somebody said something about a bike. I mean, there was a lot of threats going on last night through, you know, uh, the agents also known as the parents. They were thinking about, you know, the big picture. But, you know, I don't want to totally dog out Matthew Ridge because those cats kept running on and off the field. Very impressive. I mean, let's be honest. This was a Raiders team that came in last night heavily, heavily. I mean, favored by multiple points from what I was told in, in, in all of my homework that I did before we got there. So to see that 16 nothing lead last for as long as it did, I was impressed just off the cuff. This is a new program over to Ashton Ridge. These guys are trying to build a culture. So I say this to them. Build on what you did for three and a half quarters. It's gone where you messed up in the final half of that seven minutes, six minutes, that it was kind of a meltdown, if you will. Again, there were some mistakes made on both sides, even though, you, you, you know, you see the victory out of the Raiders. You know, we, you and I talked about the discipline, you know, and as a youth program guy like yourself as coach in this league, you understand the discipline, that and character wins ball games day after day in any other way. I mean, for me, that was what finally clicked for the Raiders. They got into the, the mindset, listen, We've got to go mistake-free for the next six and a half minutes. We've got to show total character in this next six and a half minutes. If we do that, we have a chance. And i got to say, you know, for these young guys to not give up, to not quit playing, that showed a lot of character, discipline, and the will to want to make sure that they didn't get taken out in their own backyard. Right. And most definitely, I don't think that uh, for one second you can take anything away from some of those swamp pots for doing what they were doing yesterday. Um, it just so happened that right there, that last half, that last fourth quarter, that the Raiders just kept pounding and pounding and pounding. It's like hitting a brick wall, Rich, right? Like after a while, you keep punching it with your hand. Eventually, yeah, the hand's going to hurt and it's going to get weak. You keep hitting that same sweet spot every single time, well, it's going to start chipping away. And before you know it, you're halfway through it. And you bust on through, and that's exactly what the Raiders kept doing. They just kept hitting and hitting and hitting and going at it. So it's going to be interesting to see. That loser, that loser I, I think I might have lost. Uh oh, I think I might have lost the boss man there. Rich, we'll be, we'll be back with you. I think I might have accidentally hit a button. Let's see what happened here. Go on to the next call. Somebody's on hold here. Rich will come back to you. If you're listening, I apologize. Hey, you're on with Southern Sports Central. I am the professor. You hear the showcase in the lab. How you doing? Hello. Hello, hello. Doing once, doing twice. Oh, caller, I cannot hear you. Unfortunately, I cannot hear you. Oh, my goodness. I hate to leave you. But I have to. I have to go. We'll try it again. I see a caller from the 803. Caller from the 803. You might have to find another number for some reason, or you're in a bad area. I cannot hear you at all. I would love to talk to you. I know it's important, and it's probably something on your mind. All right, here we go. Moving on to the next. And here we go. Here we go. Hey, how you doing, caller? This is Southern Sports Central. You're on the Sunday Showcase in the lab with the professor from Boy Sports. How you doing today? 
Hello. Hello, hello. Oh, and lost them. Bad connections. Ladies and gentlemen, please check your connections as you call in. Uh, anything in the background will pick up very quickly, very easily. So we don't want to have any disruptions. We want to give you our full and undivided attention when we are speaking with you. Okay? Most definitely want to do that. Okay? And as you didn't know, Voice Sports, Voice Sports is all around the United States. We, be, I believe there is 37 to 38 representatives all around from the north, south, the east, and the west. Not too many states untouched. If we're telling you there's 37 to 38 of us, there's very few that's untouched. And in between, what these people do, these men and women, hello, amen, these men and women do is they travel to the closest spot. Whoever's closer, that's what they get into. Just like my man, official Chris, up there in North Carolina, he'll come down to Spartanburg. He'll hit that area because that's just a little bit closer for him to do. And that's an energetic fellow right there. I tell you, if you ever get a chance to meet him, you're up in North Carolina, you're up in that upstate of South Carolina, and you just, unfortunately, I would be overbooked or booked already. You definitely, there is no doubt about it, the next man to come down right after that, after the professor, or sometimes even before, sometimes even before, is my man, Official Chris. Got to love it up there in North Carolina. He's up in Charlotte, killing it, killing it. And speaking of boys sports, coming towards the end of 2020, boys sports will be all over the place, ladies and gentlemen. November 28th through the 29th, they will be at the Showtime Elite. That's right, Showtime. Mr. Al Spears, we love you out there, Mr. Man. That's right, for the 7v7 Showcase with Official Chris. That's right, and that's at the CSA in North Carolina Sports Complex. The CSA North Carolina Sports Complex. I see the caller is trying. We're trying one more time. Here we go. Hello, hello. You're on the Sunday Showcase. Hello. Hey, big man, it's Coach McKenna. Hey. There you go. Now I got you. Finally got you to come on through. And Coach, say your name again so other people can hear you. I said this is Coach McKinnon. I was just listening in on the show. Oh, okay. Oh, I got you, Coach. I got you, Coach. <laughs> I see you had called in. Not a problem. We'll get back with you here in a little bit. It was great hearing from you again. We'll be right back. All right. Got you, got you. That was Coach McKinnon. He's just listening in, y'all. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But, hey, as we said, voice sports all over the place, right? Right now, video, there you go. There's Mr. Rick. Let's go ahead and finish this conversation real quick. Hello, sir. How you doing? That must have been, was that me or was that you? Ah, that was me, man. That was me. Trying to do too much at one it's time. Fun. I just watched. Talk about another meltdown. How about the Chargers? Uh-oh. The Chargers were up big time. <laughs> they lose in overtime to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs come back and win this game. I mean, again, this is. We wanted football. We're getting some good football, no doubt. Listen, most definitely getting good football all up and down uh, in the area. South Carolina, I think, Rich, is, 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 is getting its due props. I think they've had a few teams that were already up there, but there's some more. Mm-hmm. According to these standings, there's some more that are just coming up. And believe it or not, the SEC is represented in the top ten on each of the platforms, 8U, 10U, 
and 12U right now. So that's saying something. Yeah, you know, and we don't have to look far from what we saw last night with the Raiders. They swept the night last night. You watched the Wolverines with Woodland. I thought they looked very good. And there's three teams they played, of course, the Somerville team. But a team that we did not get to see yesterday, but seems like they continue to hold their own, is that Ford Dorchester team over there. Nas has got really a great group of coaches also over there. They've gotten themselves quite the feeder program for Coach LaPrade as they're going to be working their way up through that uh, Patriot, I would say, timeline, if you will, before they hit the Friday night lights with us. And uh, I got to tell you, there is a lot of talent down here. And for what this organization is in the South Carolina Youth Football Association, man, I wish they had this when we were growing up because this is giving the opportunity for us to not only see these young men play, report throughout social media, but thanks to you, me, and a few other good close friends of ours, we're putting these young men on the radio. We're saying their numbers. Some of them are hard to read, a.k.a. Raiders. Just score touchdowns. We'll take care of it from there. But at that time, man, I tell you what, that is a very hard number to read, Anton. <laughs> Listen, they have, they have the white jerseys, too, and it's still going to be the same. It might be our eyes, Richie. I don't know. But, hey, I'm glad, it you, could be. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that because tonight's topic is actually media coverage. Media coverage. And I know it's kind of like, well, how are we going to ask media coverage? Like, of course, you know, this is what you guys do. Of course you're going to want it in there. I don't think that we're being <laughs> selfish when we want to do what we're doing. We're trying to help our organizations, right. and we're trying to give it to them the best way we know how. And unfortunately, no, we cannot do it for free. But it, it, it'd be almost a little bit more than paying the referees, if not the same, if you want to do all three games. Mm-hmm. So my question earlier to Coach Twilight, and that is the topic of tonight's um, uh, showcase, media coverage. How does it affect and or hurt the youth program right now? You know, for for me, I, I don't see anything that hurts, okay, because it's not and, – and I think the thing that when you talk radio, I, I think that's the best audio, that's the best way to go in this young crowd because when it's a video, you're, you're taking away, especially the young people, you're taking away making these young folks, making these other folks come into the stands because they can sit there and watch it. Now, if you're in the upstate, you're watching it there in Columbia or up in Greenville, you know, it's a great idea. But when it is radio, not only can you listen to us in the stands, you can listen to us in the cars, you can listen to us everywhere, but you can't watch it. And and as much as I like to think I do a pretty decent job calling out the formations and giving down the rundowns and spotting the ball and the most important thing, time on the clock and the score, it is a little different. So for me, when we were able to work this thing out about two months ago throughout all of the Mm -hmm. craziness with Jay Williams, it was a no-brainer. It was an opportunity to get these young athletes heard because, again, we're not only statewide, we're worldwide. You can go and listen to this live. You can go back and listen to it later. And for who knows, might be listening down there and saying, my gosh, it's like watching ESPN the other day where they said that kid was six. I think they meant 16. But this gives these type <laughs> of young athletes exposure that they have never gotten, you and I have never gotten, and bringing in – you know, you and, and, and your your guys up there with Wayne, I mean, it, it was a is a slam dunk, an opportunity for us to really, I mean, again, there's nothing different on Saturday night than what we do on Friday night, than what they do on Saturdays and Sundays on radio broadcast networks with any other team. 
Right, right. And I, and I totally agree with that. I think, if anything, um, Rich, that I, some people have to probably look at it as if, yes, it gets all over social media, but we're making sure that it gets on social media. I might not be friends with your mom. I might not be friends with your dad, with your neighbor, with the guy down the street, and I don't see it. I can be a potential sponsor. Hello. <laughs> All right? I can be a potential sponsor. I want to get that stuff out there to the best of my ability and let everybody see and let somebody see, hey, I didn't even know they had a team over there. Oh, my gosh. Look at right. how these guys present themselves. and Look how they – it's something totally different. So I think it's a little bit more than just us getting out there doing it. It's more of showcasing these kids. And I don't know about you, Rick, but right. when I was growing up, all we had was a newspaper. We didn't have social media. We didn't have that stuff at all. And then when it came down to playing home games, right, home games only, then you get to hear your name because the guy up in the booth probably knows you. You've been there for years, you know, watching you come up through high school. So to get your name called, or at least your number, God forbid it was just your number, that was something big right. to us. So now we have a way to put you on a platform that is way bigger than you, and that is social media. Right. That is the radio. That is just everything, every platform we can think of. And like you said, you and I connected. Okay, so now we've taken the whole Internet, which Voice Sports is majority on, and because they have been on the radio, they did do the blog radio. They're majority on the Internet, and now we mix it with a guy who's killing it, right, on Southern Sports Central Network, on the radio, and everybody listens to him. Like you said, it was a no-brainer. Put those two together. Let's start making this recipe. Let's make this gumbo. We're not sure how it's going to turn out just yet, but listen, it's, we've got the ingredients, and we, we're putting it all in the pot. Sometimes you've got to be patient. You've got to cook it with love, and that's what I think exactly what we're trying to do here in the low country is cook this media and these kids with love, show them the love, show them you're there for them. I'm not there to hurt anybody. I'm not there just to make myself a superstar. It's for the community, by the community. Without them, there is no us. No, you're right about that. And here's the thing. For me, if you did not listen to the first three and a half quarters last night, you only saw the final. You thought, okay, well, the Raiders did what the Raiders did. You had no idea that last night throughout that broadcast that there was another team balling out for three and a half quarters. And, again, I know – Coach Anton was super stoked. He's also super wet last night with the bath that he got after the win and well-deserved ice bath uh, in a chilly, chilly, chilly venue last night because it went from 120 during the week to I think last night in the 50s or low 60s. I'm not sure. But you did last night hear that there was a number, I believe, 86, if I'm not mistaken, that was all over the field for Ashley Ridge. I mean, this young kid will be oh, a magnificent athlete for Shane Fiddler over there. And that's something else. Guys, listen, when, when we're a game of the week, as we'll be on Saturday night, you don't think for one minute that these coaches, because they can't all get to these games. You don't think Shane Fiddler wasn't listening last night? He's a big-time guest right here on the uh, show Southern Sports Central, the flagship shows on Mondays and Wednesdays. So why wouldn't you listen to his young bucks that are coming up? Because he just had a baby. You can't really get out and about like you'd like to. So he can sit back and he can listen to his performers. He can hear the pipeline coming through and coming up over there in the swamp. As these guys know that, listen, it starts here. We can go to Fridays. We can talk about Saturdays and Sundays. But where it begins is where we were last night. And, and this gives yeah, exactly. a voice 
to every athlete, and, and I thank you and Wayne, and, and I look forward to any of the other guys. I heard you had one of your uh, Padres on uh, just moments ago. That guy has a ton of energy. I love it. Got to have that guy back on with you. But that's what makes our broadcast better. It's surrounding us with better people, and that's what we did with you and Wayne, and we keep doing with multiple guys and girls across the state of South Carolina because we got ballers in this state. I don't know about North Carolina. I don't know about Georgia. I don't know about Florida. But I know in this state, per capita, we put more cats in the NFL, or I'd say more dogs in the NFL than any other state in the country. You don't like it, look it up, because that's what we do, okay? You can come from the outside in, that's fine. But you need to understand what happens in this Palmetto State from the upper state to the lower state and everywhere in between is what you saw last night. Nobody quits. Nobody gives up. And until the final zero, you better give it all or you're going to get beat. And we saw that last night. You're definitely right. And that young man's name is Franklin Fogle from the Swamp Fox. Franklin, anybody who's over there with the Swamp Fox, if you're listening, if you know somebody that's over there with the Swamp Fox, and you're listening, you tell Franklin Fogle that Southern Sports Central Sunday Showcase in the lab, Boy Sports, is watching it. We are watching it. We did not, did not, did not let his game go unnoticed because that kid put his heart in his back pocket and played football last night to the best of his ability. I, I, I would have loved to talk with him after the game and caught up with him because I guarantee you, that kid was tired. That kid was tired from all that oh, running yeah. he was doing last night. He he, he had to be tired. He was, he was doing his thing. So you got to love it. And, and also know, with these new programs. You, you watch these, these guys, guys too, there, Professor. These, these yeah. guys are able to, to run like you see on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday. And, and that's where I'm the most surprised last night. I actually – I've been to now – I think I hit two jamborees. Uh, before the season kicked off uh, for me last mm. night. Now, I know they kicked off the week before, but I had a, another job to do uh, for the high school level over in Sumter and, and, and Fort Dorchester, so I was out of town. But to see a running back be able to look left and turn his hips right, man, that's right there. That's next-level kind of stuff. But these cats now are doing that. Oh, yeah. These young kids, they're looking one way and throwing the other way. They are so much further advanced. They're so much, I would say, prepared more than we were. Now, we just were grinding it out, smashing it out. And I don't like people to tell me football is a contact sport because it's not a contact sport. This is a collision sport. You want contact, go play baseball. Right. This is a collision sport. So when you see these David versus David or Goliath versus Goliath, however you want to label it, man, last night was a perfect scenario of watching. Even in that second game, that second game of the 12 you guys, unfortunately, outmanned, and just wasn't the night for Ashton Ridge. And it was a great night for the Raiders in that game, too, as well. But nobody at Ashton Ridge walked. I never saw. They were down by 35, and they ran from play to play. And, and minute after minute, they were running all over the field. And that right there, I like to see that because that shows me the character of what these coaches are doing. Even though you're losing, I get it. But these kids still had that heart. They still had that fight, and they still had that hustle. You can work with hustle and heart. You can't work with arrogance. You know what? You hit the nail on the head with that one. That says a lot for the Swamp Fox as an organization, Rich. That that says a lot for them all together. Gary Birdsong and his crew, I guarantee you, I've known Gary for a few years now. He will relinquish the, the whole... Hey, you guys say you got it? It's the head coach. I'm holding the head coach responsible. This, that, and the third. 
Once he lays it down, that's it. And those guys, two years they've been in this program. Two years they've been around. This program's been around. This organization's been around. And that's how they look. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Give it another two or three. Eh, I don't even see it going that long before one of them, one of those age groups is going to be number one. And it's going to be real soon. I, I give it a I give out maybe next year that one of those age groups is going to come up and they're going to show number one all up and down on these highlights. And we'll be talking more about them on Sundays in the lab on the Sunday showcase. I guarantee it. No, I agree with you. So, coaches, if you're listening, and we will actually on Sunday, we will probably not tell you on Saturday night because we're going to keep that eyes, we're going to keep that voice, we're going to be talking about those games. But the game of the week will be released right here in the lab with the professor. So if you want to know if you're the game of the week or you want to find out who, when, where, and how, you'll hear right here with the professor, as you just heard earlier when Anton came on and mentioned, hey, we won all three. You're going to be with us next week, but we're going to all go do it Cobras and Cane Bay. So (laughs) the whole thing that I need you coaches to do is – if you know we're coming and you want us to know the kids' names, get us a roster. Get us a name list. Get us something go. to work with because, quite frankly, it's almost impossible for us, all right, because we cover high school sports, we cover youth sports, and then we have multiple shows throwing out the week. So we're quite busy over here on this side. Right? We don't mind That's and right. we would rather call a name than a number because we want it to be as personal as possible because that game last night, Professor, you can listen to that Ooh. tonight. Tomorrow night, the next night, forever and ever, amen. And kid could be cutting grass on Wednesday and listen to his football game on the radio. <laughs> That's unheard of. Thank you. Because even when I'm on ESPN, you can't go back and listen to those games back in the days when I was over at Somerville for 12 years. If you didn't listen to it, mom didn't try to find a way to record it, it didn't happen. So, for me, this is an, an incredible opportunity for you to save a memory. Put it in your own bulk. Record it however you got to record it. But, again, coaches, we're coming this Saturday night. I'll be there around 430. Get me a list of the names, and I'll do the best that I can to put everybody together so that I can start calling that out because I do give you the formations. I spot the ball. I give you the time, and I tell you what the score is. But as much as I'd like to try to uh, tell you the, the numbers, I really like to get personal. I'd love to tell you what the quarterback's name is because that doesn't change normally. And I'd rather call a name right. or number, which I can't read. I can see the name if I have a roster. There you go. There you go. Coaches, you heard it here on the Sunday Showcase in the lab, right? We get rich, get rich those rosters. We can definitely make it happen. And if you happen to get both of us, hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with getting one on the sidelines and one on the booth. Rich does an amazing job. And, yes, he can't do a two-man job up there in the booth. But, hey, you want to make it a little bit more exciting? You put, and it's still affordable. You want to make it a little bit more just impressionable? Hey, all you got to do is call up the professor and add him to the list, and we're down there on the sideline doing what we do. Because we do, Rich. This week is going to be a no-sleep week for me. I don't know about you, but I get those butterflies sometimes. Uh, this Friday night, me and you, Fort Dorchester, we travel to Ashley Ridge High School. What do you what do you kind of foresee for that? Well, you know, we, we got a chance to, to watch some of our guys it, it, because we do cover Fort Dorchester. So when I say our guys, that's the guys I'm talking about on Friday nights. And, uh, you know, yeah, I've seen right. these guys battle it out on a Saturday. 
I got a chance to watch them play a team, Sumter. The Gamecocks ranked top five in the state. Very impressive front three. They run a four. They run a three-four defense, and that tells you they've got a lot of belief in those front three dudes. They can cause enough havoc <laughs> so they don't have to load up the box. And they tried. I tried to push that offensive line around for the fourth, but that wasn't happening. That to me was the biggest surprise, and how good that offensive line gelled together in a very short period. Remember, these guys haven't been practicing. They haven't had the opportunity to work as well as some of the other schools around the state. Dorchester County, too, was one of the final districts that did get back out of the football field about two weeks prior to that scrimmage. So very impressed there. I'm not going to give you the other secrets because I'm going to tell you, they got ballers all around on both offense and defense. I expect a very big game out of Ford on Friday night. However, on the other side, a lot to play for. Amari President, the young man who was called home way too early in a very young age, of course, uh, he's that young man that passed away over at Ashley Ridge. So heavy hearts will be in the stands on Friday night. They've got a sticker recognizing this young man on the back of their helmet. So I'm sure you'll see that. I would imagine something will be down on the field. That also is going to play a factor. So, They'll be playing for this young man. They'll be playing in the honor right. of a teammate. And you know, like I know, those are the type of things that create a Hallmark season, a Cinderella season. So if we see what's going on, I can um, – and I'm looking here real quick, number 86. Okay, so Shane Filler is actually listening to your he, – he's asking for the young man's name, actually. So see, here we go, live radio at its best. Coach Filler right, right. now. Just texted us and asked us who's number 86. Coach, uh, I'm going to quit talking about Asterisk for a minute. I want you to tell us, what was the young man's name again, Professor? Uh, Franklin. Franklin Fogler. Let me, let, me, let me double check. I'm going back to my research right. department. Hey, yes, 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 yes. Where? Here it goes. Yep, Franklin Fogel. F-O-G-E-L. Franklin, number 86. Franklin Fogel. Coach, he's got mad yes, speed. And, and, guys, for you, want to know how radio works? Great segue, great recap of what we just talked about. Here's a high school head coach who just moved in from the area who is going to take, I really feel, Ashley Ridge to a place that they haven't been yet. He's a young, energetic, very positive guy, but he's a realistic guy. He has surrounded himself with some great coaches. So to kind of go back on this breakdown of coming up Friday night, a really, really good team. I, I think that he's going to get the best out of his guys. I was impressed with what I heard on their scrimmage as Ashley Ridge went to my alumni up to Sackasee and hung a couple of touchdowns on the Braves and came back with a victory. I understand they played extremely well in the scrimmage before that. They've got a guy over there that's a quarterback that's very good, a transfer young man that came in who is very mobile. He is able to throw the ball down the field pretty good as well. He's a solid kid. He's not one of the smaller guys. He's very solid. He looks uh, like he can play that position with style. He's got a center in front of him with Hampton Smith, who I think uh, is going to be a very important role in that offensive line. He's a senior. He is one of the big seniors coming back this year. Defensively, they have a guy as a linebacker who was a leading tackler in the in, in the low country. So somebody's got to have to account for that guy on that offensive line that we talked about with Force. So it, it is a region game. Every region game is very important, more now than ever, because of a short season. Don't think they're going to have a playoff, a play-in team. I think it's the top two get in. So you have to win the games in your region. So you cannot afford to have a slip-up. 
So Friday night, the lights will be on. We'll be there, Ashley Ridge. I look forward to seeing Coach Shane Filler. That's going to be, I believe, the first time I've had a chance to talk to him one-on-one in person because he's come on our show multiple times, always willing to help us out, always willing to be a part of getting us a little bit better. And I got to tell you, man, it, it to me, I'm getting chills talking about it because for Friday nights, man, I love what we did last night, but I look forward to having not only a Friday night showcase, but then turning around and doing a Saturday night showcase, man. And a weekend full of football to me is, uh, man, that's what I live for. I'll be honest with you. That's, that's a good weekend, actually. And I was just thinking about that same thing. I know we, we probably have some things in the works that we'll hold off on uh, announcing, but tournaments and everything coming up and, uh, possibly a Thursday night thing happening. So you're talking about a weekend chalked up full of football and full of information and full of talent. That's one thing that we right. definitely are going to showcase here, and that's exactly why we call it the South Carolina Sunday Showcase. We're here to put out that talent and put it in your face. Well, Rich, I appreciate it. You, do we have anything else to add? We already know about the game of the week. We know that uh, we're going to try to get you the rosters, right? Anybody listening? Any coaches, uh, athletic directors, anybody, if you're in earshot or you turn around and you play this again tomorrow at work, please do us a favor. Get us the rosters. You want those kids' names we mentioned? Get us the rosters. You already have it. Copy it. Send it up top. You don't have to laminate it. Make it too fancy. Heck, Rich might even take it on some toilet paper. <laughs> Give me something. Give me something. Coaches, Give me something. if you're a high school coach and you're listening, I'm going to tell you this. Give me a keychain, but uh, no, give me something. If you are a high school coach, if you're a high school coach and you're listening, Coach Shane, if you're listening, you know the number to call in. Reach out, talk to this young man. Then I'm going to hang up. I'm going to let the callers take this thing over. But I wanted to chime in for two reasons. Number one, Appreciate I wanted to personally thank Danny Jones for allowing me and allowing our team to come in. They treated us like uh, five-star guests, and uh, they were extremely, extremely I, I would say humble, and uh, they, they treat us like family. I cannot tell you enough. Both coaches' staff, so not only the Ashley Ridge side, so Coach Fielder, you got some really great people that you have put around your young people, and I can't tell you enough. They treat oh, yeah. us always first class. Coach Anton, first class as well. So, again, and then, of course, the commissioner was there doing his thing, and uh, it, it's a place to be on a Saturday night. If you don't have anything to do, even if you do, reschedule it, hang out with us on a Saturday night over there in our game of the week because it's a great time. Um, I, I can say that on behalf of all of us. We look forward to being out next Saturday night. I'll get there about 430. We'll go live on the air at 6. We will probably have that final game, which is that third game. They can pick which A group we do. It doesn't matter to us. And that will be a 630 kickoff usually on the air with action of the football game. So, you know, I think you're doing a great job. I'm going to hang up. I'm going to listen. But we do look forward to announcing a few good things coming up between all of us. But coaches, on the youth level, and you want to get that trifecta, and I'm talking Southern Sports Central, Boys Sports, and the world's greatest Italian ice, hey, we'll bring it. You just need to let us know you need it and trust in and believe it. It'd be one of the best decisions other than joining this league that you're playing and that you'll make on a Saturday night. Have a good night. There you go. Thank you, Rich. All right, all right. Hey, that was the man right there himself, right? Richie Altman in the building. Richie Southern Sport Essential himself. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a couple more calls. I see, I see, I see, and here we go. Well, speaking of Fort Dorchester, 
Here we go. Let's see what we got here. Hey, you're now on Sports Southern Sports Central. You're on the Sunday Showcase in the lab with the professor. How you doing, caller? Who am I speaking with? This is David, the uh, program director over at Fort. There you go, Mr. David Poston. How you doing, sir? Doing well, man. Doing well. Doing very well. How about yourself? Good, 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 man. Hey, everything is everything, man. We just take it one day at a time, and I guess any day above ground is a good day, but I hear it's a good day to be a Patriot also, I hear. Definitely, definitely got another clean sweep. <laughs> All three age groups pulled away this weekend. All three age groups, and here we go with the rundown. Once again, people, for all y'all who didn't catch it before, I will do it later on, but because I'm blessed enough to get Mr. Poston on this evening, we all know it's Sunday evening, so it's a little bit tougher. Everybody's got to go to work tomorrow, so they try to get their calls in a little earlier. Nothing wrong with that. Fort Dorchester Patriots versus the Cane Bay Cobras. 8U, take it 28-8. to David, let's do a little quick recap and rundown about that game. How did that go? Uh, it was it was it was a hard nosed defensive game. You know, uh, the first half was um, we came they went up eight to nothing at right before the half. Um, offensively, we couldn't get anything going. Um, defensively, we held them pretty well all the way to the first uh, till the end of the first uh, second quarter. Actually, we went in at halftime and made some adjustments and then brought in some new. Um, Offensive formation, different packages that we threw at them. And um, start of the second half, we just started pounding the ball, pounding the ball, running it. And we just kept scoring. You know, we wore them down uh, going into the fourth quarter. That They were pretty tired, pretty wore out. We just held the gas to them. There you go. There you go. Now, when you make those arrangements during, uh, during halftime, you go in, you change those formations. Are these formations that you are you're you're solid about? You're a hundred percent. There's something you already went over at practice. Everybody knows what you're doing, so there's no issues. Or because I know there's some organizations and some places that you can pretty much tell when they bring out another formation that yeah they might not have went over that too well. They, that's something that they just practice once or twice. Is this something that you guys knew going into? the whole season that, Hey, we might have to throw this other one in. Let's have a backup plan. What, what's, the, what's, oh, the, yeah. what's the thought process on that? Okay. Oh yeah. We, um, we, we went in with base formation, which we always start with, you know, if it works, if it works and we're going to keep pounding you with it. Um, if it doesn't, we, we have multiple formations that we use, but we prefer to use our power run game. I mean, it's, it's the right. pound the ball, the middle, pound it up the middle that wasn't working, so we uh, we went to Plan B, which was our wing T offense. Which at seven and eight year olds, it's it's pretty hard to stop. And it, it, right. we showed it on Saturday. We went straight to the old fashioned wing T, one, two, three, four back, and it, it got it done. Used the speed right. on the outside right. and the power up the middle, and that's all we did. There you go. That's all. Hey, listen. Sometimes in that eight U, that's all you need. It's just about, you know, stop, everybody stop looking for those big plays. Stop looking for that touchdown factor. It's 10 yards to get a first down. It's 10 yards to get a first down. That's exactly what you need to do. And you hope that one of those guys on the defensive side will be 
you know, just try to be a hero or he's going to be not as disciplined, shall we say, and something's going to break loose. If you're running back as disciplined, they know what they're doing, and they kind of have a vision, hey, that's exactly what you expect, and that's the outcome of it right there with your AU with a 28-8. to eight. Congratulations hey, uh, on that. Moving on. Yeah. What did you say? Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. That. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The eight U the eight U Cane Bay defense was was probably one of the better ones that you're going to see all season. I mean, they're disciplined. They all fly to the ball. They all attack the ball. They didn't jump up. No encroachment calls. Didn't have very many penalties. They 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 played pretty well all game. I'll I'll definitely give them that. Very disciplined. Good deal. Good deal. Good deal. Moving on to that ten U game. Not 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 too bad from the numbers. You know, all I can do is sit here and read the numbers. That's why I'm always glad when you call in because I got to, you know, we cut the fat and try to get the skinny around here. We, we got to know the deal. 16 to 8, not too bad. Looks like a defensive game or how'd that game go? Very, very defensive game. First eight and tens. Um, we just mm-hmm. both teams couldn't get nothing going offensively. I mean, it just, uh, it was more of a hard nose hitting defensive game. Um, I believe Kane Bay scored first right before the half, made it uh, mm-hmm. eight to nothing. Um, but we're just back and forth with turnovers, you know, punting the ball, you know, throwing an interception. I believe we did. Uh, I think we fumbled the ball twice. I mean, we had a couple turnovers that cost us. Um, we had a couple guys get tired late in the second quarter, so we put in some subs and they, they took advantage of it, which is you're supposed to. And they broke a long right. run down the Cane uh, Bay sideline for a long touchdown. I think it was 40, 50 yard touchdown run or something like that. And kind of, kind of put us down a little bit. Cause we're, you know, it's second game in and we weren't last week. We had a blowout, which I mean, we weren't used right. to being down came into halftime and made some more, personnel adjustments, putting some different people at different positions, and uh, just took over the game in the second half with just the, the power running game like we do. Right, right, right. Oh, I mean, that's one thing I do see from um, you and Nas, that you guys do have a nice power, old school. That's why I consider it. I consider it old school. When I say old school, I'm not talking about anything flashy. You're not talking about, the, you know, the, the, uh, the read option is nice. It, it is. I like it. It's not that it's flashy. It's kind of you got to have that right guy in place, right quarterback, you do. and all that stuff. You, you got to have that stuff there. In these younger ages, it's it's easier to just teach you the old running gun instead of trying to you know and try to go for that stuff. But hey, I guess it is what it is. You guys around and came around with the win, sixteen to eight on there. But then I looked down. Upon my notes that the research department has given me, and 38-6 to six went the 12U. Your 12U, I'm not mistaken. Hold on. I'm looking up in my research department again. Is looking. You hear the paper, right? So I'm cheating here. Let's see. Let's look back at last week's. Last week, as we call in, Forts. Who was four? Who did you guys play last week, Rich? I thought I had these. Uh, oh, there it we goes. A, there it goes. That was Bowman. That was the Bowman game. Now, let, let's see. Yeah, that's the game. 64 to nothing. And then you guys come back 
and take over on the Cane Bay side with 38 to 6. So, I, I mean, you got to be proud of those 12, you guys, putting up some pretty decent numbers. Um, how did that game go? Uh, went went pretty well. Um, we we've got a lot of uh, we had a lot of penalties on our behalf. Um, well, I mean a lot. We had a lot. We had a lot of holding calls, a lot of block blocking the backs. I believe late in the fourth quarter. I'm sorry, early in the fourth quarter, we drove from their 25 all the way down to our the eight yard line about the score, and we had six penalties in a row. I believe it was, and. It was first and uh, first and goal from the forty yard line. If that tells you anything. Yeah, I mean we we had a bunch of bunch of penalties, so we're gonna have to work on that. But other than that, man, we 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 stuck with the four uh, four uh, game plan. You know, ground and pound, ground and pound. That's all we do. Yeah. Maybe throw the ball four times a game, but other than that, we're gonna get you for six, seven, eight yards at a pop, and that's what we did. I mean, we've got that's a right. we've got a massive right. offensive line for twelve year olds. I mean, I believe our smallest guy on on twelve year offensive line maybe six foot six one, and they're averaging about two forty to two sixty. So I mean, we we've got a pretty Ooh. big offensive line. Yeah, I would say so. And that big at twelve years old. Yeah, yeah we've got we got some big 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 boys over there, and they ain't afraid to play ball. That's exactly what I come. That's exactly what it comes down to because I I have seen in the past I have seen them big boys get out there and they get tired real quick and they get done they get spent and they're probably no good after that first quarter. Um, and not, you really have not to over be, there at four, man. Every, was, every day I, of practice, all we we work we work on conditioning. So our our big boys are, will will play four quarters for us. They won't they won't tap out. They they get better as the game goes on. So there you go. There you go. That's exactly what you got to do. That's exactly what you got to do. I, I got to love it. Well, hey, nothing we can take away from you. The points speak for themselves. Those kids definitely speak on the field. Do you guys know when? when is your night game coming up? Um, uh, David, we, do you have any idea? Have, yeah, we have. We played the Swamp Foxes this weekend and then at home at the fort. And the next weekend – we will play the Low Country Gold Knights at the fort, and that'll be a uh, that'll be the showdown, the night game. That's the game of the week. Ooh, wee! Yep. Well, as you know, and I'm pretty sure you, you've heard before, Southern Sports Central, Richie Altman uh, is usually there. He's gonna be calling the game. He'll go live on the radio. You guys get well, to have that choice. On. You have both. Oh, he's already speaking into existence. There it is. Boy Sports and everybody's going to be there. People, y'all here here first. We'll definitely have to make some. He said, bring it on. He wants to bring it on. Listen, I think that's going to be one heck of a game because I have seen Low Country Golden Knights live also, and that's going to be some trench battling going on on that 12U that I think yeah. no matter what, David, I think no matter what, I would have to make that trip just to see that game because I think it's going to show and prove something right then and there that if Fort's doing what they're doing within these last couple of games, that they're going to be something something to reckon with. You guys are actually, and while I have you, before I let you go, you guys are number nine on 8U, which that will change. 
Um, yep. You are number seven on Tenu, which that might that might change. It depends on how those other guys did. But I'm just going off the standings that um, South Carolina uh, UIS put out last week, and you know it's only good till Thursday. Um, they can't yep. count these weekends. When I get the information from my research department, then it only says what was good up to last Thursday. So you can't count this weekend. I see changes coming. I predict the changes coming, and I predict Fort Dorchester. Even on the 12U, let's see, you have Rockburg Elite at number one. You have the Upstate Titans at number two. Number three is West Columbia Titans. I mean, Tigers, excuse me. Number four, Woodland Wolverines. Number five, North Charleston Raiders. Number six, the New Era Hurricanes. Number seven, Fort Dorchester. Now, depending on the numbers, because you guys have been putting up those high numbers, that sometimes makes a difference. Not that it really, me personally, a win yeah. is a win. I don't care if it's 8-0. Yep. If you don't put up those high numbers, it is what it is. I think it's something to always learn from and take it on to practice on Monday, try to fix it. You're not always going to be 100%, but God bless America. If I can't try to get 90 to 95 out of you, son, I'm doing something right. So I think that, you know, like you said, with the penalties, if the penalties is what's hurting, I think that's an easier fix. They're running the plays correctly. They're executing correctly. Penalties, that's, that's a 20-minute lecture and, uh, you know, a lap for every jump. You know, one of, the, one of those type of things. So, I'm pretty sure you guys got a fix for it come Monday. I'm pretty sure you guys have something in mind. We know Nas over here like we do, and we know you, then I'm pretty sure you guys have a fix for it come Monday. Oh, yeah, definitely definitely will. This this, this week up coming up, we'll have a challenge, too. The Swamp Fox is trying to come in and invade the fort this weekend. There you go. And, and as we were talking earlier with Rich, we saw the Swamp Fox play two weeks in a row. They've had game of the week um, right off the right off the top. At home, they look they looked really good. Away, they did look good. So I'm not going to take that away from them. Swamp Fox did look good away. They just couldn't come out with the win on the tenue, or actually all three. But they do not give up. They do not give up. No, they- this is one team that I think is going to be somewhat interesting and almost almost a little bit more personal with you guys because you guys everybody split from Sir Tolman and kind of went their separate ways at one point in time and now you guys come back yep. and you get to battle against each other. So I wouldn't say it's personal as far as hard feelings, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get me wrong. It's not personal on that note. It's more of a competitive uh, aspect of it to where these coaches used to play together at Tertoma. They split up for whatever reason. Don't know. We don't care. They're still coaching. They're still helping out the youth, and they're still here for the community. But now they get to come back. But now when they come back, they're on both sides. They're on either side of the 50. So that's what's yep. going to be interesting. That's what's going to be the showcase right there. Even during the day, that might be something. You guys are at Fort that day. I might have to slide through there and take a couple pictures and at least try to get you guys onto uh, Voice Sports and get some of those players acknowledged. And let's get them shown. Let's get them shown, David. Definitely. Well, 
come on, come on out, brother. Yeah. Me, you, and Richie are always welcome. There you go. There you go. Hey, we love it. Appreciate it. And as always, you're always welcome here on Southern Sports Essential. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is David Poston, definitely one of the one of the family members, shall we say, of uh, Southern Sports Essential. Now, two weekends in a row, he's been doing his thing. He's called in. Make sure we have all the facts straight. That's why David's calling. Make sure we have all the facts straight and let everybody know that Fort Dorchester is actually laying the law down on this league of the SEYFA SEC division. David, it was good talking with you, brother. We will catch up with you soon. And I think I think I'm gonna to try to sneak out there and watch some of them day games next week. I, I'll give you a call and let you know. That way you can have my pass. Waiting at the gate. <laughs> I got you, brother. Just give me a shot. I got you in there, brother. Will do. Will do. David, good seeing you again. Hey, have a safe and blessed season if I don't see you again. But other than that, we will see you soon. We appreciate your calling. All right, brother. Y'all have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See you later. All right, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That's who it is. Hey, from Fort Dorchester, you heard it here first. It's no cockiness, no, nothing too wild or outlandish to speak of. Um, but Fort Dorchester is this is what they think on the youth level. First year program uh, when it comes to the theater program, okay? But these, these coaches have been around for a little while. They've been doing their thing, so having a lot of coaches. They just happen to come in and start the season off just right. Uh, and that's fine. That's fine. They, they're doing what they're supposed to do and handling their business. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do is we're going to take a small break. I see a couple up here. I think these people are just, I think those are the ones just hanging on and just laying low, if I'm not mistaken. We're going to take a small break. We are going to come back. We are going to recap some of the things that we are talking about. I will finish going over the standings of the 8U the 10U, and the 12U here in a few minutes. In between, in between, we're going to take a little small break. And don't forget our sponsors. We'll be back to talk about them also. This is your man. I am the SC Sunday Showcase. You're in the lab on Southern Sports Central, the voice sports reporter. I am the professor. Let's take that break. Don't take much to see 
right, all right, and we are back, ladies and gentlemen. The Fallen Giants right there. We are back. We are back. Almost ready to break it down in this last half hour to give you some more updates of what's going on. We apologize if anything we have missed, but I do not believe we do. Don't forget today's topic was media coverage. We talked on a couple with a couple of guests. I, I totally forgot to talk to it to uh, Mr. David Poston at Fort Dorchester, but I guarantee you we will get him next week and uh, have him call in and we can jump back on it because we are keeping all of our notes so that way we know who we're talking to. We're getting used to some of you all. We appreciate it. Uh, speaking of new people out there, Diamond D. Don't forget my man out there at West Ashley. The West Ashley Kings. I believe was doing their thing. Uh, we'll see what they have to say and do this weekend coming up and who they're going to be playing. But uh, it, it was very interesting to see because I personally did not know that West Ashley was bringing a group out there. We would have definitely reached out and helped him get some things together and some equipment and help get the advertising out there. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, again, I say it and I'll say it a million times over, for the community, by the community, if we're not all out here to help each other, then what are we doing? We we have to help one another and get this equipment, let these young men get the, the stuff that they need to play, help these ADs, help these organizations, sponsorships. Um, you'd be surprised at some of these little small mom-and-pop businesses, some of these bigger businesses that would love to get out there and help you. All right, so I know uh, the West Ashley Kings was out there, and it was close at first. It almost didn't seem like they were going to have enough. They pulled it through, and I hope that they have a safe, safe and somewhat of a uh, successful uh, season for the rest of the season, okay? Diamond D, I know he's at work. We talked to him earlier, trying to get him to come on, but he's at work doing his thing, but I believe he's listening. So big shout-outs to you guys. Keep on doing what you're doing. Can't wait to see you and meet you in person so you can see what the Voice Sports and Southern Sports Central Showcase is all about. All right? Y'all are still in the lab. You're here back. Don't forget, if you want to call in, we have just a few minutes left. Just a few minutes left at 323-784-9681. That is 323-784. 9681 call in speak with me I am the voice sports reporter the professor that's right and you're still in the lab on that Sunday showcase so let's go down a couple of things before we get into uh where voice sports is going to be which I definitely want to let you know where they're going to be you know about uh, Southern Sports Central next week you heard Rich mention earlier about being at Kane's Bay this weekend, okay? Kane Bay this weekend, them and the NC Raiders, again, it's going to be one of those games. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to be there. Listening to the radio is awesome. Do not get me wrong. Listening on the radio is old school, right? You almost feel like you're there, but something about that concession stand, that vending, that that smell, the the, the field, the glass being kicked up, you, you know, kind of want to be there. And that's almost one of the best ways to do it. Once you hear about where it's happening, 
make your way there. Go see the game. Even if you just played your game, I see a lot of coaches do it, and we commend you. We salute you. We appreciate you coming. They pay their way. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, what it does is it shows support for the organization. We understand the rule because it's well under 250 because a lot of the 8U leave and a lot of the 10U leave, and they come and they watch that 12U. They watch the big boys get down in the trenches, and it's something awesome to see. I pointed out to Rich last night, told him it happened the weekend before, and it is strictly all love when you see those other teams come represent their colors, which is fine, but there's no love loss, and come up in the stands, they get something to eat, they get something to drink, they cool out, and they watch the game without bothering anybody. That's that's a way to show love, okay? So moving forward, here we go, on to back to the rankings, and we'll start them all over again. If you weren't here earlier, if you weren't chiming in earlier, and you are now, here we go. 8U, number one. All right, West Columbia Tigers, number two, New Era Hurricanes, number three, Low Country Golden Knights, number four, the Columbia Knights, remember, we talked to that coach earlier, number five, Woodland Wolverines, number six, Spartanburg Gators, number seven, Rockburg Elite, number eight, Upstate Elite Eagles, number nine, Fort Dorchester Patriots, and number 10, Somerville Swamp Fox. Moving on to the 10U. That's right, moving on to the 10U, here we go, number one, that's it, that's the North Charleston Raiders of the SEC, number two, West Columbia Tigers, number three, New Era Hurricanes, number four, Somerville Swamp Fox, number five, the Columbia Knights, number six, Carolina Elite Panthers, number seven, Fort Dorchester Patriots, number eight, Woodland Wolverines, number nine, Spartanburg Gators, and number 10, the Rock Hill Cowboys, up there in the Big 12. That was the 10U. And moving on and forward to the 12U. The 12U, ladies and gentlemen, number one, of course, RBE, that is Rockburg Elite. If you have not seen them play, ladies and gentlemen, it is a show. And that's exactly what they say is we are the show. You have to go see them. Got to see him live. But moving on forward, number one, Rockburg Elite. Number two, Upstate Titans. Number three, West Columbia Tigers. Number four, Woodland Wolverines. Number five, North Charleston Raiders. Number six, New Era Hurricanes. Number seven, Fort Dorchester Patriots. Number eight, Dillon County Predators. Number nine, Columbia Knights. Number 10, the Carolina Elite Panthers. Ladies and gentlemen, that gives me all of your 8, 10, and 12. I know we have a few 6U, but we normally um, we normally don't do those too much. I think I might start tapping into it next week and just giving you a rundown of uh, what's going on with some 6U because 6U deserves love too. And if I'm not mistaken, that's one of my the Trinity Elite Titans. It's one of my favorite. I know. They're not even from around here, but it's just something about that coaching staff, and I've met those guys, talked to those guys, uh, Facebook, joking around with them. We do all that stuff. Um, and it's just something about that group of guys that I just kind of uh, got magnetic with. It's a real good connection. They're always doing their thing down there. So Trinity Elite, big ups to you guys doing your thing down there. And we're going to run over these scores 
one last time. But before we do, we're going to let you know we're Voice Sports, what's going on and what's happening and some dates coming up. Listen and listen closely because we will be announcing this probably this week and next week. Voice Sports to the end of 2020, November 28th to November 29th. Showtime Elite, that's right, Al Spears, Showtime Elite 7-on-7 Showcase with your man, Voice Sports reporter, Official Chris. That's right. That's up in CSA, North Carolina, Sportsplex. That's what's going on November 28th to 29th. All right, and around that same time, around that same time, November 27th through November 29th, it is the North-South Youth Football Showcase Bowl going on in Columbus, Ohio. That's right. Columbus, Ohio, you are getting the man. If I'm not mistaken, uh, my boss man, Toby, he's the one that's going up there. Wayne, the voice, Matthews, is going to be in the building, I do believe. Don't quote me on that one, but I do believe he is going up to Ohio around that time to have a ball up there. I think it's going to be cold, so I'm kind of glad it's him and not me on this one. God bless. Amen. Amen. But it's all good. It's all good. And moving on after that, coming December 10th, December 10th, Battleground. Ooh, y'all heard that before. Huh? Y'all, y'all, wait, wait. Y'all haven't heard about Battleground? Down in Savannah, Georgia? Curtis Reese? Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, Curtis Reese has been doing this thing for a while now. And it's always something with Curtis Reese when it comes to these old school, the G.I. Joe, all right? The G.I. Joe, the Cobra, the Cobras. He had the Cobras versus the Joes. Uh, this year, I believe, is Marvel versus D.C. And the uniforms, the uniforms will just blow your mind. I believe you get a swag pack. We got to get Curtis Reese on here probably next week. I, I think I'm going to reach out to Curtis next week, and we'll talk some more about Battleground. December 10th, December 10th, I believe there's still time to get on there. December 10th, Battleground Youth All-Star Games is going down, and most definitely, I know for a fact that Wayne The Voice Matthews will be in Savannah from the 10th to the 12th with yours truly. That's right. I will. I will get a surprise. I hope he's not listening. If that's one listener I hope that's not listening is Curtis Reese and Wayne because I think I was going to try to sneak down there and, and just pop up on those guys uh, on December 10th through the 12th at Savannah, Georgia, Youth All-Star Game, The Battleground. You can easily look that up on Facebook. It's right there for you, okay? And as we get into the scores and where we need to be, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want to thank you, thank all the listeners, thank all the coaches for calling in. Coach McKinnon, we appreciate you from Columbia Knights. Coach Anton from the NC Raiders, thank you very much. Coach Twilight, voice sports reporter. Hey, we got to love it. We got to love it. I always enjoy talking to him uh, and bringing it down. He always calls and bothers me about just silly stuff, and just call the odd times of the day, but I will always, always, always answer because he always kicks some knowledge back to me and gives me great feedback and just 
lets me know what I should and should not be doing, which is always a blessing. So with that being said, we will run down these scores one last time. One last time, in case you missed it, in case you didn't hear it, we will run down these scores, talk about a couple of sponsors, and here we go. Woodland versus Somerville yesterday, 8U, 10U and 12U, take a full sweep, 8U, 38-0 over Somerville, 10U, 18-0, 12U, 14-6. Fort Dorchester Patriots versus the Cane Bay Cobras yesterday. AU takes it 28-8. KU takes it 16-8. 12U takes them 38-6, which gives Fort Dorchester a full sweep over there as well. Low Country Golden Knights go in there and handle business at the Ladson Squires 47-0 with the AU and 12U 62-0. Whoo, that was a game. Moving upstate just a little bit up before we do, let's talk about those West Ashley Kings against the Bowman Seminoles. You can't forget them. The 8U takes over Bowman 14-0. The 10U take it 32-0. And the 12U did exactly what the 10U did with a mirror image score of 32-0. West Ashley Kings go in there, sweep up on the Bowman Seminoles on the 8, 10, and the 12 to handle business. Pretty much great start. I believe that leaves them all one and one, if I'm not mistaken, on the West Ashley Kings. We'll hopefully get in touch with one of the coaches uh, next week or even this week and get a rundown. Might be able to record it and come back and play it for y'all. Moving on upstate, upstate elite 10U against Spartanburg Titans, 35 to 6. The upstate elite take that one. Uh, 6U. Well, so we do have some 6U. The New Era Hurricanes. I believe that's another team that I saw out there, one of those showcases. New Era Hurricanes, 48. Sumter Spartans, 0. Or actually, I have no score at all. I'm assuming this is 0 there. Somebody from the research department is getting a fine. Moving on down to the North, the NC Giants against McAdenville Dolphins. Up there in North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know, NC Giants, that's where they are based. 6U takes, the, takes it 20 to 6. 7U takes it 12 to 7. 8U takes it 8 to 0. And 12U takes the win 14 0 with the Giants just going in there, cleaning house on the Dolphins. Way to go, Giants. Congratulations. Moving on down to the Upstate Titans. Upstate Titans, good friend of ours, friends of the show, friends of the family. 6U, 21-15, Upstate Titans. 8U, take a loss, 20-0, Electric City Chargers take that one. Upstate Titans, 10U, 26-0. And 12U follows with a 33-0 win, which gives them three out of four against Electric City Chargers. That's how that went down. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Thinking that brings us to the end of that. We are just a few minutes away, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you for tuning in. Once again, our sponsor, Swift Car Audio, for all your car audio needs. You definitely want to get with Swift Car Audio for your radio. Your stereo's acting up. Is it sounding funny? Is your speaker's blown? Do you need to replace it? Listen, best bet I can tell you is come down in Somerville, South Carolina. Call Swift Car Audio. 
call ahead for an appointment. You know, dirty everything going on. It's best to call ahead for an appointment. They get you in, get you out. Window tents. Oh, my goodness. They got a staff in there that is just so polite and so customer friendly that it's not even funny. Get you in, get you out, get you something to drink. Still work on your car at the same time. That's right. That's right. Also, Charleston Elite Auto Group. Charleston Elite Auto Group. 4002 Dorchester Road. They say they got the car for you. They, they, it's not there in the lot? Wait, you don't see it out here in this lot? I guarantee you that they will go and find that car within a two-week period of something that you're looking for. Affordable, durable, and dependable. Great honesty down there. Charleston Elite Auto Group, 4002 Dorchester Road here in Charleston, South Carolina. That's 4002 Dorchester Road, Charleston, South Carolina. And last but not least, one of our favorite sponsors is the one and only Tropical Italian Ice. That's right, Tropical Italian Ice, the Philly Ice, the old school water ice. Y'all remember that, right? Y'all remember that. The Philly water ice with a southern charm. Right, you gotta have good customer service. Tropical Italian Ice definitely has that. Great customer service, great taste. You're not satisfied. Hey, speak up, say something. That's what that's what it's all about. Right? That's the American way. You don't like something? It's cool for you to say it. I guarantee you, they're gonna fix it and make it right for you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am Clinton Robinson Senior. You can follow me on Facebook at Clinton Robinson Senior. You can follow me on Instagram, Mister Tropical Eight Four Three. That's right. And also, I am on Twitter now. Thank you to Richie Altman for the Twitter. If you want to follow me, I'm, I'm still getting used to it. I'm, again, I'm old school. I'm an older gentleman. I might not look it. Sometimes I might not sound like it, but I am. So I rarely get on there, but I will try. I will try. Give it a little bit more and try to get uh, used to it. You can follow me here. Uh, over there at the professor, the professor at Voice Sports, ladies and gentlemen. I'm definitely over there. Look forward to listening to talking to you again next week. We uh, already have on tap the game of the week. I think it almost sounds like there's two with that Fort Dorchester and came Fort Dorchester and uh, Swamp Fox going on in a couple of weeks. But next week sounds like it's going to be. Pretty interesting. I think we might have to split up a little bit and uh, find out what's going on around the league, get some shots and stuff like that. Ladies and gentlemen, follow Southern Sports Central so you can get all the insight. I think we're going to have to split up next week. I'm going to have to hit some of the morning games. Meet Richie at the night game for the game of the week back here at Kane Bay. And we're just going to have to go from there because I think there's just too much going on. That it's a lot to cover. So we just might have to split up and do our thing, and uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So don't forget, catch me every Sunday, Southern Sports Central, SE Sunday Showcase. This is In the Lab with the Professor. That's right. I am the professor here at Voice Sports. We're always voice viewing our youth consistently everywhere. That's exactly what it stands for. That's exactly what we're doing this week's topic was media coverage. Now, real quick, I'll break down just my thoughts. We'll call that segment, we'll call it just action. Right there at the 10-minute mark, we'll call it just my thoughts. JMT, right? I think that people, when you bring up media coverage or you want to bring up, 
Southern Sports Central or Voice Sports that everybody might think that it's all about money, getting paid, and walking away with this huge check off an organization that has just started. Well, let me just go ahead and crush that right now. It does not cost a lot at all to get myself or Richie or both of us to come to your event. We are very flexible people. We understand that we are trying to build a brand also, and we understand that your organization, that your teams, that everybody doesn't have a whole bunch of money to just keep throwing. We know how it's ran. We know you have to pay the referees. We know all these things, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so we do work around it. We're not just going to come in and say, well, if you don't pay, we're done. We try to work with you the best way we can because I believe the media coverage is also needed. It's needed to help these young men, to help inspire them, boost them up a little bit. When you have the cameras out there, you see the kids flexing. Uh, Again, I'm old school. I don't like all the flashy type of stuff. But every now and then, to see that kid smile on his face, you have to be there. What's the best way to be there? You give it to Voice Sports. You give it to Southern Sports Central. Let us be there. Let us show you what's going on, and let's show the world. Let's show everybody exactly what's going on here in the low country, along South Carolina, around the United States. A lot of people are already doing it. They've been doing it. Um, I think us trying to bring it to Charleston, uh, and in the low country is a power move. It's an absolute power move. And it's, it's okay if you're not on board with it. It is. It is because I think there's a lot more that are on board that are not on board with it. And that's just the way it's going to be. And there's no issue with that. We don't have any hard feelings with anybody about it. It's just one of those things. Media coverage, I believe, is needed, is warranted, it's not expensive, it helps out both sides of the party, and it, bring it in. Bring it in. Bring it into your organization. It's really not that hard. You heard Coach Anton. That's not the first, second, but that's the third time that Coach Anton has uh, invited Voice Sports and Southern Sports Central out there to Danny Jones. Um, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's really a no-brainer. If you ever want to reach out to us, please do. Please do reach out to us. See what it's gonna see what it's gonna in detail. Depends on what you want. We can fit every package to your budgeted needs. Basically, that's exactly what it is. Not basically. That's exactly what it is. We can fit every package to your budgeted needs of your organization. It's really not that hard. Jay Williams is one of the guys who came in and says, "Hey, I believe we need it." He wants it in the league, right? I don't think he should be the one uh, responsible for the entire thing. I think we can all pitch in, help out where we need to help out, get some stuff together, make it work. That way next year when it's time to do it, you already know that when you're under the lights, you're under the lights. It's just like those kids playing on Friday nights, right? It's just like those kids playing on Friday nights. They want the limelight. They want their name to get called. So make sure you have your rosters ready. You got all you got weeks, weeks ahead to, to prepare for something like this that really does not cost that much more at all than a referee. 
And you don't have to get it for all three games. You don't have to get it for all. You don't have to get Southern Sports Central for all three games. You don't have to get Voice Sports for all three games. If it's just about one game, then we could just package out one game. You want that 12U? You want the 10U like the NC Raiders did last night? That's fine. That's fine. We can exactly do that. But just know there's no extra cost to do what Richard did last night, which was give you the 12U game and the 10U game. Ladies and gentlemen, we love the sport. We love what we do. There's passion for it. That's, that's just the bottom line. There's passion for it. We, we like it. I like it. I love it. I love getting out there watching it, seeing those kids um, going out there, having a good time, getting emotional, getting getting excited, and getting either way it goes. It's a part of life. It's what we do, and it's sports. It's youth sports here in the South. That's that's what it comes down to. It's youth sports here in the South. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. That's just how, that's exactly how it goes. So that's my point. Hey, just my thought. Just my thought. I think media coverage needs to come down here. Media coverage needs to go in full-fledged, feet first, head first, however you want to say it. I think we're ready for it. It's been here. So if you're going to have social media as a platform, then get somebody that does it on a professional level and that knows what they're doing and that can get it out, not just here in South Carolina, because there's 37 voice sports reporters that once we put it out there, it shoots all over. It shoots all over. You never know. You never know where, where it might land or who it might land in front of. All these all-star tournaments and everything I was just mentioning earlier that's getting ready to set off. Listen, there's a whirlwind of football getting ready to hit. And if you want your child in there, I suggest we, we start helping getting them on the air or in front of a, a reporter, voice sports reporter like myself, and uh, Southern Sports Central, get them on the radio. All right? Either way it goes, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next Sunday from 6 to 9. This is Southern Sports Central. I am the NDSC Sunday Showcase Man in the Lab, the professor. That's right. And I always profess my love for the youth football and youth sports all the way around. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. We're going to go ahead and end with some music. We will see you next week from 6 to 9. Appreciate your time, your support. Thank you to all the coaches out there. One love.
right smack dab in the middle of town. I found a paradise as trouble grew. And if this world stops getting you down, there's room enough for two up on the roof. 